You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, hey, welcome to Axe to Grind, Fake Out Edition. Uh, yo, as we've been doing, got a little new music for you today. Actually, we got a lot. This song is by the band Time and Pressure. It's called Wrapped Up. Physical streaming for this starts on May 14th. You get a little preview here on Safe Inside Records, who are doing flexies and tapes, and Wide-Eyed Noise, who are doing just tapes. These are some songs, kind of demo versions, off the forthright, forthright? Upcoming, whatever. Forthcoming, upcoming, yeah, yeah. forthcoming, thank you. LP, Halfway Down, that'll come out in late July on Safe Inside. We also have another song that we're going to play at the end of the episode. So if you want to hear a new military gun track, stay tuned. Right now, Time and Pressure, wrapped up. Really? I really I thought of that today. I was like, yo, we should get Pat to start with an acapella version since that's been our joke. Yo, you sing it so wrong. I heard yeah. that song for the first time and I'm like, yo, that's like, not, not how, even close. That's not yeah. how it goes. Yeah, well. But well, like, apart I, from your your you know questionable ability to carry a tune, it's not even the right tune. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> I, I uh yeah, yeah, regardless. I, I think I might prefer your version, but welcome to Axe to Grind. The hardcore podcast. The emo podcast. Yeah, the emo podcast today. Oh, big <laughs> reveal. Big reveal, everybody. It's emo today. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Uh, we should all be like, I'm Patrick. I'm Robert. And I'm Thomas. Because yeah. I feel like that's true. more emo. True. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk We're gonna talk about some of the uh, 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 paraphernalia and ephemera and all that of emo, the, the nonsense about it shortly enough. Uh, Let's uh, do we want to give a shout out to all our sponsors? Is that a thing? Yeah, we're doing a blanket shout out today to all our sponsors to Live a Lie Records, <laughs> Run for Cover Records. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna do emo. You guys, I like the both of you go with whatever it is. This is it sounds a lot like cap and jazz in here. <laughs> well, that's what we're going for like discordant, like yeah. uh, Death Wish Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Closed casket activities. (laughs) 
thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Um, yes, thank please you. Please go to their respective web stores. Buy some cool stuff. There is a lot out there. Um, it's Freeform. If you These guys... Awesome. It, yo, um, let's do this. Whoever sends us... And I'll post this on the social media stuff too. This is a off-the-cuff thing. Whoever sends us their most recent order to one of our four sponsor web stores, Death Wish Inc., Closed Casket Activities, Run for Cover, or To Live a Lie, send us, hit us with some comments about it. And whoever does it, we'll, we'll give you like, uh, we'll send you like a $50 gift card to that web store for a future. Ooh, nice. How about that? Love it. So, um, yo, just on, we were, we were, yo, often we don't well, do, I have a, can is I make not, a suggestion? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. How about if you show me, I don't know if this will work and you might mm-hmm. want to delete this if it doesn't work. If you show that you bought from one of our supporters, we'll give you a, a gift card to one of our other supporters. Oh, that's interesting. I, like I, I don't know if that's feasible. It is. No, it totally is. All right. So like we'll if do you this. spent fifty dollars, if you bought the last thing you bought was a bunch of stuff from To Live a Lie. Yeah. You know what? Well, you you can get fifty bucks to to close casket. We'll get do it. this. We're we're, we're going to do this. We'll do one gets fifty bucks to the spot they bought stuff from, and one gets fifty bucks to one of the other four or Sounds one of the other three. Me. Perfect. So so we'll do two and. And you know, I their think choice. the yeah. So the best one gets their first choice, and then the second gets that. So, um, cool. yeah, we we rarely do like biz, like hey, what's going on? What's like like business of the podcast talk before the episode? We did like the tiniest bit about that, talking about how we don't understand the magic and weird interworkings of how podcasts go. So, um, but I do want to say, Tom, the. Uh, van photo of the drug church van of how patrick left it is getting quite a bit of traction on social media because <laughs> it's the the most disrespectful thing anyone's seen in a long time that was on patreon right that conversation yes i believe so okay join our patreon so you can hear us talk about nickelback for like 20 minutes um and also lots of cool stuff but uh and the nickelback conversation was cool as shit actually um look at this graph <laughs> Uh, Patrick apparently um, doesn't value the people around him or the van because he left his space kind of kind of worse than what you'd imagine a raccoon would on tour. I celebrate the primacy of the individual, and I refuse to put it ahead of myself. <laughs> Yo, you I don't know how the other your whole, three, yeah. Go ahead. The other three dudes in your band didn't like gang jump you right outside like i don't know how you didn't like get a rib fucking bruise or something like i would have beat the shit out of you like, four yeah. and it's patty Gaines. Hey, uh, listen yeah, there there's, four, oh, there's four dudes in right four dudes and i'm scared of none of them put together but here's the deal the uh your it, one guitar player is very shredded uh yeah no, he's shredded, but not a big guy the, the, but he might it, be able to take you he's he's wiry Oh, I'm supposed to fist fight the basis next next time I saw him because the goal was that was the 160 goal. If I got to 160, we talked about the fact that I would beat him up, and now I guess I got to live up to that. But he's put on weight during the pandemic, so this is going to be a mess. But, I love that self defense actually has more members that could definitely beat the shit out of you. Oh, that's yes. a good question. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, uh, we Sorry. were we're done talking about one of Patrick's three bands. Um, guys, how you doing today? How are we feeling? Four, five? I don't know. There's like five Patrick bands right now. Yes, there's there's uh, four. There's a sneaky one that's coming up soon. Uh, maybe I'll put my name on it. Maybe I won't. It's uh, it, it's 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 different. Um, Such an artist. So 
everybody you know what t- I was talking about. Today we're talking about emo, the kissing cousin to hardcore, or the cousin that nobody wants to admit is in their family. Which is it? Um I think it's the kissing cousin. I think I think it's the um the friendly cousin, the cousin that you if you ha- when you see him you're excited. You guys run down to the basement and like immediately are playing video games, having a great time. But after about like 7 hours on Thanksgiving, mm. it might be starting to get rocky. Like it might be We're, like yeah. Billy punched me in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for some people it's the cousin that they're like, well, you know, we lived in the same neighborhood. He's almost like my, my brother or sister. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's that for a lot of folks, too. And I think in particular, the era, we're not going back to like Rites of Spring. No. Oh, yeah. We should be clear about what yeah, we're Yeah, clarify the era. 94, so, 99, right? Yeah, 94, 99, give or take. Uh, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about it loose. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, for everybody. Okay. Uh, is this fair, fellas? If you're of a certain age, you, I mean, uh, to me, I associate this with like having a crush on a girl in Boston. Does that like kind of go along with your uh, experience with email? That makes sense. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've never had a, I don't know if I've ever had a crush on a girl in Boston, but no, that makes sense. Like you're writing, like sending your mixtapes with a, some kind of letter or some kind of, Art that you put together with cutouts or something. Yeah, this is this is this is '90s mixtape music. Yes, one hundred percent. And it is. uh, I guess let's talk about that real quick. I I mean, twenty twenty one. I guess this is a thing to address. Um, I thought I've always been underweight, except for today, and uh, not tough at all. And I always felt I was too too tough for this. So you're from Albany. Well, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, um, yeah, we had, I think we had one kid go emo in Albany. So (laughs) I don't think it was that popular, but I mean, was there a big emo band in Albany? Uh, if you counted, uh, not a big one, but if you counted rockets and blue lights, which, uh, like four of our listeners will remember, uh, they kind of were emo hippies that people really enjoyed. Uh, contemporaries, contemporaries of end of a year. So I don't know what years those were, but like, uh, Nice kids. 94 to 99. N- n- <laughs> no. <laughs> nice kids. No. Who, the, the, this wave hit Albany three to five years late. Yeah, that's <laughs> like Yeah. So at any rate, we're talking about um, kind of, depending on who you are, I guess the, the big bands of this era would be Promise Ring and Sunny Day Real Estate. Does that sound about right? Texas is the reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but it's, I mean, I think Sunny Day was the biggest. Yeah. Uh, where, when do we jump out with our strong opinions on this? Let's let's save them. Let's let's set the stage. Can I? Yeah. Let can the I ambush begin. My, you know, yeah. Tom, kick us so off. My input for someone who was around for this entirety. To me, I think a lot of this was like for the core persons who couldn't admit they still liked Pearl Jam. Yeah, and. Of things of that nature. I mean, I think that's why I think twenty twenty one is fucking cooler. Yeah, you know, like this is from like I've gone to. I remember going to. I think I talked about it on here. Like I went to a show at uh, Lemore's. I think Fight, which is Rob Halford's band, was playing. Yes, but yes. it was definitely like 
a gang member show. Right. And I showed up in a fucking Soundgarden super un no, uh, a Soundgarden Soundgarden bad motor finger shirt. So now this mm. chubby 17-year-old Tom at a pretty ganged out show. Yeah. In a fucking Soundgarden shirt and I was like I wish I was not wearing this fucking shirt or a fucking That's why if you ever see me I wear flannel everywhere or something a second layer of clothing. I think that's why cuz I was so traumatized that I was out there for the cover up. In a shirt and shorts and a fucking Soundgarden shirt, and everyone was looking at me like they were going to murder me. So I think, to me, a lot of like the far sides, the sense fields, the stuff like that, were kind of like, well, they're on Rev, mm-hmm. so they're like close to hardcore, and like this is scratching my Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam, etc. itch that I'm not allowed to like anymore because I like hardcore now. Mm. Which was a stupid mindset, but that's what it was. Mm. At least back then in New York City. I, uh, I, I think yeah, that you there go in first. Yeah, I think that I think that there is a uh, a, a this is alt for people who know better feeling to this. Does that seem accurate at all? Like, uh, let me ask you a question: What was coming out in uh, to both of your memories? What was coming out in let's say nineteen ninety seven? Was that stone? Uh, 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 Smashing Pumpkins era. Ninety seven is post. No, Melancholy and Melancholy and Infinite Sadness is like ninety six. So uh, ninety seven is ninety seven. You're firmly in like your past Vitology. You're going into like No Code era Pearl Jam and stuff like that. You're getting into like, new metal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, new metal is yeah. coming. Ninety seven. Ninety seven is like match is Third Eye Blind. Uh, okay. Matchbox Twenty is there. Like makes you're getting sense. into the next wave where like okay so we have like let's say 91 to 94 you have like the the frame of grunge right grunge is there alternatives around it but it's grunge and then there's the 94 to 96 ish range where you see some transition maybe there's an overlap but that's where you're getting the like soft alt grunge which <clears throat> like the better than ezra's soul asylum gin blossoms etc and then you're getting into the next wave which is like post that oh you know what i i looked up so, so the best hard rock albums in 1997 just to give you an idea is that Do cool it. of course um this is loudwire number one this band have no idea who it is econoline crush oh yeah yep no idea Silverchair, Freak Show. Okay, great, great record. Come on. Mm-hmm. The Offspring, Ixnay on the Ombre. Nope. No, th- no thank you. Um, Days of the New. Days of the New. I'll pass, though. Yep. Uh, but th- I mean, this is like, it's kind of like Gone yeah. Beyond Pearl. Is so- Kenny-, Kenny Wade Shepherd Band. What the fuck? Yeah, see, this is a bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Blink-182, Dude Ranch. So this is the harbinger of like the pop punk, you know, that took the emo and stuff of what we're about to talk about. Uh- there's there's Matched one record here that really should be noted too. There's Creed My Own Prison. Let me give three. Yes. <laughs> Metallica Reload. Creed My Own Prison. Foo Fighters The Color and the Shape. Oh yeah. There's one Great. of one of those is closer related here. Yes. Deftones around the fur is also yep. on there. Green Day Nimrod. So that's ninety seven though, and I feel like <clears throat> that is in the midst of all this stuff. Like, but this stuff has is crescendo. This stuff is big. Patrick Tom gave us a little of his personal like experience and interaction with this stuff. When we do these more long form or like bigger picture conversations, 
we it's always good when we set that stage. What was your relationship to much of this music, either at the time or as it's evolved? Uh, so, uh, women that I was interested in really liked this stuff. I didn't know too many fellas that were into it, but I went to Boston a lot where this stuff was popping. Like people really connected with this stuff. This is this was for a time was college town music, you know, and uh, I wasn't resentful of it the way that i i knew hardcore kids that hated this had like a real chip on their shoulder everybody we've talked about this but if you're like a 40 year old man or older who is uh like calls people emos still it's like you got to update your files you know like and i'm fine with like i still say things are dope and i i understand that that's probably dated and whatever like it's okay to be dated but like emos is rough anyway I never all the memos to my chemical romances. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I I never uh, I I never felt too strongly about this stuff. There was bands that I liked, but I never dove in. And I should be clear about this: I listened to a lot of shit for this episode of the podcast, and a lot of it was like when you guys put the screws to my thumbs and say you got to listen to Youth Crew. Like I'm listening, but I'm looking at the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like this was there was some pain to this uh but I think that's because this is the first time I'm really exposing myself to some of it. Um so I have no true personal like like fondness for this but I remember a good grip of it because it was around. It was just in the water. Yeah. Even though I was into, you know, fast hardcore uh was going to everything from punk to like straight edge shows and all that fucking shit uh i certainly knew people who were into this stuff and it was there was a level whereby like i said like before when we were talking about 97 like hey this was big this was omnipresent like doesn't matter what record store you were going to you were seeing posters for many of the records we're talking about today like if you were in any sort of subculture leaning record store and even the big ones had to cater to some of this stuff this was big all this stuff had a big place um i didn't have any personal love for this stuff as a young person and i've dipped my toe in as i've gotten older and you know even back then and you know like by the time i was in my early 20s i checked some out some stuck a lot didn't and to and just what patrick said this was also my first time exposing to a significant amount of this in any sort of real way, you know? Um, that said, there were a couple moments where listening in the car by myself, I, I almost like, like looked around just to, to check that I was still in 2021. Cause oh, yeah. there's moments <laughs> of this that are like real time machine. Like, Whoa! Right. Like, why am I wearing a sweater vest? Yeah, like just like I didn't. Uh, I haven't heard a guitar sound like this since 1998. Oh, <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean that that's kind of where we all are at personally. Yeah. So I we made, a, pot, we made yeah, a, a, a playlist that we can share with everybody too, which is what mm-hmm. we're kind of going off of. Right, we'll put it on the uh, yeah. We'll throw it on the next round. No, no yeah. problem. So um, I have questions for both of you guys since I think I might be. The closest thing we have to an expert on some of these things, no, for doubt. sure. And yo, let's do the the preamble that we do. We're not claiming to be experts. No, we're not, definitely we're not far here to, from it on this. We're not here to to hate. We're not here to shit on things you love. We're yeah. just talking our opinions. Yeah, yeah. If we do, it's just talking opinions, and it's just one of those things. Like this is a big deal, 
and is a big deal to a lot of this music scene. And it, we wanted to take a like a a Sunday stroll through it and see what sticks. Sure, Pat or Tom, you said Get, so you lead know, the way here. Yeah, I don't know how we wanted to do this. So, um, I, I first, all right. So here's a question for both of you guys. Having reviewed this, give me a couple of bands that you're like, oh shit, I was missing out. Um, how about I give you? Yeah, I can do that. Um, is it? Let's see. The uh, um, braid, and I, I've got a funny story with braid. Um, what's this record? Uh, Framing canvas. Framing canvas. Yeah. So, and it it's really funny because this was one of the ones I've talked a little bit about. You know, through through th- three plus years of doing this, guys. Wow. Um, how I I was like, yo, I, I like some metal music. I like f- hardcore. Let me see what I can find for metalcore as a young dude, like young, and found a few things that like leaned, but largely had some negative experiences. I heard a braid song in a record store in like 1997 1998 and was like yo this is really good this is cool and asked the dude at the record store i'm pretty sure it was vintage vinyl uh maybe was curmudgeon maybe it was curmudgeon in edison new jersey i was like yo what what is this that you're playing he was like oh it's the new braid however i didn't hear him say braid you said grade. Grade. Oh, okay. That'll take you in a different direction. And so, well, right. And so I ordered from the very catalog, I ordered a grade record. Sure. And got it. And it wasn't what I heard. It wasn't, it was not, it wasn't close, but I was like, okay, I guess there could have been, like, they could have done a record like this and then pivoted their sound pretty hard. But, like, it definitely wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, no. And then listening to this, I was like, Braid! I was, it, it was <laughs> full-blown. Wow. Like, however many years that later, I was 97, 20. 20 plus years later. <laughs> like, this is the song. This is it. Um, did you so, hear the song? Like, did you recognize it? It was the new Nathan Detroit's. It's the first yeah, song. Catchy That's smoke. fucking incredible. It, great song. Um, so that record, for sure. Um, yo, the... <clears throat> Is it the second Sunny Day Real Estate record? The the record Pink with record? the red, the like weird kind of. I'm colorblind as fuck. I'm sorry. Okay, it's like black and it's got like a weird almost. I guess it could be somebody's like a seventh grade art project son drawing. That's the third record. That's actually a reunion record. Yo, I, I like that record. That record. I, I was incredible. I was very surprised by that. And then uh, one that I know I've heard a lot of people talk about, but I gave the knapsack record. I was I was very surprised by that. Really? Uh, the yeah, it was one of them I liked a lot more than the other. It's the one with the green the green cover first song's Thursday side of the street, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um that one has some moments on it that I was very appreciative of. The first two songs maybe. Um but Have those you were them at all? never. Had maybe heard some songs but like as I was going through this activity, the two records felt very different to me too. Cause one had this like a little more rock edge to it, a little more personality. And the other had a lot less of that. So, um, I was pretty surprised by that. Hold on. 
Um, oh no, it's it's not the it's not the green cover one. It's the uh, uh, the conversation is, is ending, starting right now. That record. Oh, dude. So that's the one I liked more. So those are the records that 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 came to me. Any other ones that you were you had previously been familiar with? Oh yeah, 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 tons. Um, Mineral. Uh, the, Sam, I am. I'm sure. Yeah, Sam, I am for sure. J- Jets of Brazil for sure. Promise Ring for sure. Text of the Reason. Uh, Jawbreaker for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like uh, Christy Front it, Drive. It had been a long time. Uh, Elliot, I know very very well. Rainer Maria knew well. Um, Sensefield know very well. Like any of the Rev stuff, I know very well. Sure, sure. Do you think? Here's a question for for the ease of people listening. Mm-hmm. Would it make sense to kind of go over the bands that we included? So they sure. know who we're not including. Does that make sense? Or is that like fucking boring as shit to listen no, to? No, let's do this. Let's do this is a good way to kind of <laughs> open it up. We'll kind of like let the flower bloom and then touch base. So Pat should do his if he discovered any. And sure. then we can go through and kind of touch on a lot of the other bands we covered. And maybe even Tom, if you want to lead us through, we could do like round them off, like, okay, how about this band? And we can go in Yes or no. Right. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So, Pat, same question for you. Anything that you hadn't been or like you never listened to before that you're like, hey, this is better than I would have expected or. No, I kind of had the opposite experience. Um, I really, really like some of the stuff that I already like and came back around on it and said, oh, yeah, that still stands up mostly. And then other stuff I was so turned off by and we'll get into it, but I was like. I don't know, not to be negative, but like, it's, it's, it's like, I'm coming from, I mean, I know we're all coming from a different place than this, but like, I was like, you know, I, I don't know. I was appalled. <laughs> so, so here's a question I, for you. I, I, before you say it, I will say there was a lot of times when, when going through this was really rough for me. Like I definitely stopped it at this, at some point this morning and put on kiss alive too, just to like wake my soul up. <laughs> I was like, banter. I just need some fucking, I need some Detroit rock city. Right I need now. some Paul Stanley. That's fair. You wanted some God of thunder. It's fine. Pat. So like, so for example, yep. Have you, were you ever into knapsack? No. See to me, and I implore you maybe to listen to it when it's not part of a 30-hour exercise. Mm. <laughs> it's not all – like you mess with Sam I Am. Yeah, I do now. It's not that far from that. No, I, I'm, here's the problem is a lot of this stuff is is just to the left of what I would enjoy. Like, yes. I mean, of course, like there's stuff like Hot Water Music that if it wasn't for the associations that it has now, kind of with like beard – guy pbr sort of party guy thing i think almost anybody that likes guitar music could find some value in hot water music and and i know that sounds bold but like if if there's not a hot water music song that appeals to you that'd be pretty weird to me it's just overall okay we'll get there um just kind of like a a a lot of uh upbeat songs there but like the maudlin i feel like this genre particularly the Midwest stuff, which kind of has like an intentionally maudlin thing to it. I, I think is brutal to listen to. I think there's no joy there. And, and, and I know that some of our listeners would say that's the point, Patrick, but I don't mm. know, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm also going to say, you know how I, and to our listeners that hit me up about this and find it funny, good for you with the happy. And for those of you that find it like that want to argue with me, that's fine too. Um, I use, 
Tribunal Records as a punchline on this podcast a lot. I don't actually hate on Tribunal. There's some decent records on there, I guess, but there was just so much chaff, like so, like an incredible amount of chaff <laughs> that it, it's a, uh, because for a while they were like a, you know, they were a machine for a certain scene. So it, it was just a lot, right? And that's like that forgettableness is what so much of the more like the, uh, here's a question bob how many yes. how many standout bands did you listen to oh i mean five like five. new and old new and old i think i mean <clears throat> maybe i'm so so it's hard um, I'm going to say five. I, I think to me, when I was listening to this, the, the record I love on, of the, the stuff we went through is the Jets to Brazil record. Uh, I, I love that record and it still stood out to me. And I was like, okay, how much is this standing out because of familiarity? Ba ba ba. And I was like, I just think there's an element here that's got more going on than a lot of this other stuff. And even going through now, like there were things that I thought I hated that I don't hate, uh, Jazz June, and then things that I was like, "Whoa, this is." <sighs> How do I put this? Remembered? No, th- this is. I was kind of doing the assessment, like, like okay, so this is an activity that Tom, I think you've appreciated when I dislike a thing, right? Yeah, is that yeah. I listen to it even harder and really go, why the hell don't I like this? Right. And why do other people? And why do, right. Yeah. Yo, there was a lot on this and, and I appreciate Tom, Patrick asking that. Like, I think five, maybe six man stand out. There was a lot of the, just the root of this music that I'm like, so this is to me, mostly just rock music but coming from a like maybe an underground background, like maybe there's a, there's some like hardcore or punk punkers in here writing indie rock, and so you get some bleed of that influence. But there was a lot lost in here in terms of like the elements that make rock music fun and or appealing, and so that's like a little bit of the swagger to it, and and yo like I just talked about listening to Kiss. There's rock music that goes the other way where it's like, okay, guys, turn down the testosterone. But then on this side, I'm like, yo, like it almost feels like they'd get up to the brink of some of that flair or that drama in the music and pull back both in form and structure of the songs, as well as just like how they're emoting and what they're doing in the song. And, and like, as I would listen, that was the part that wore down on me is I was like, Whoa, like when I would hit a banger track, like I think that's what it is, is I said before, this is mixtape music. There are banger tracks throughout this. Yes. Throughout. Like you could, you could make a, this is you, by the way, big thanks to Tom who actually really structured this whole thing. Um, you could make a banger, probably three hour playlist yeah that's like the hits of this shit but when it came to the albums i was like man <laughs> some of these albums are one hit and then no tracks and um and i always found that the the songs that had more personality leaned into the rock elements or like flair or just had some of that frenetic or like 
desperate energy that that I always find appealing in punk or hardcore music. That's the stuff that stuck out to me. And a lot of the more like soft or muted attempts felt forced, if that makes any sense. Okay. Uh, Bob? Please. If What's the farthest distance that you walk with any regularity? What's the farthest um, place from here? You mean like, oh, I, I usually, I do a good like 10 mile walk on the, uh, Jesus, from Belmar to Asbury and back. What? Okay. Yeah, that's on the boardwalk. Yo, Tom, it's, it's, it's the most pleasant walk. You I've can stop. Yo, yeah. well, cause it's all flat and it's a boardwalk. So you, you have to cross a couple bridges, but it's, it's really nice. But so yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Takes a couple hours. So, okay. It's a couple hours. Let's say that you're on your way back. You're kind of, you're a little bit tired. You're ready to sit on a couch, right? Can't yeah, run. Right. Can't run necessarily, right? No, you want to be gentle to your feet at that point, for sure. And let's say that uh, an SUV, no plates, uh, pulls up and, and kind of cuts you Jeep off. Bra. Yeah, uh-huh. and two men hop out and uh, they hit you with a tire knocker uh, in your ankle, and you just go down. Right? Down. I'm down and, hard. And the two men stand over you. You're. I imagine you're at least somewhat afraid right now. Or Oh, I've been assaulted and I'm down on the ground with two guys standing over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's looking down. bad. And then I step out of the, the back seat of the, uh, of the vehicle. Okay. And, and I, I have a, a handgun in my, in my hand. Let's make it a, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a rhino. Okay? okay. Sure. Yep. And I put the gun in your mouth. Look at a name only. Is that gun in mouth. Okay. And, and I say, I'm going to play a few seconds of a song. If you can't tell me if it's mineral, apple seed cast, early uh, cursive, or, or uh, Rainer Maria, I will shoot you in your fucking head. What happens next? Um. <laughs> That's my problem with this whole genre. Is if you put if you put a gun to the side of my head and said, "Is this mineral?" And I'd be like, uh, uh, I, I, "I don't know." But if you did that with like. I don't know, fucking TUI and even Turnstile, which is a, a cousin. Well, I could, I could go. Okay, yeah, I got this. I got this. I think, I think, I think you, you, I, I hear what you're saying. We have to be fair because we aren't listeners of this on a regular. You know what I mean? Like, I For feel sure. like even two steps beyond us, you start to pick up on some of that stuff a little better. Like. And Caitlin from Rain and Raina Maria doesn't sound like the guy from fucking Mineral. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about I'm just playing the, one song. The, the I got it. And it's track, one of these three bands. I'm playing five seconds. Can yeah. you get it? No, the, it would be hard. Hardcore that you don't know. Yeah. yeah. But if I asked you like, yes, and with youth crew, my brains would be on the sidewalk. Is this a game? <laughs> Is this what we're doing? We're going to play a, Is game a fucking game to you. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Wu-Tang, yeah. Tom, cr- create a scenario. Where am I walking? <laughs> <laughs> What's the longest walk you normally do, Patrick? That walk in London you. or wherever you did. The, so you wouldn't you had to get to the airport, but you didn't feel like taking public transportation or a cab. Yeah, I did. I did 37 miles. Oh, that's so nice. Um, was yeah, that London? That was that was through the entirety of London from Yo, one Pat, airport to, from one airport to another. We missed doing our walk from New York City to Albany last summer. So mm. uh, why don't you fly in to, to LaGuardia and I'll walk walk up and meet you. I love this. My, uh, my, my significant other and son said they think I could walk to Albany from New York in about seven days. That's pretty good. I think it's very reasonable. Um, yo, 24, uh, 24 miles a day, right? 
Yeah, something like that. See, the first the first two days you're feeling good. Day yeah, three right. feels bad. Day yeah. three feels bad. Do you get like a? Do you come back from that, or is it all down? It, it you you got to power through. But to me, I think I eventually come home after that. I, I was just like, hey, you're walking to Albany, and that's where you live now. I'd right, and that's where like when you have a three hundred dollar Uber back to Jersey. Yeah, this, the state of my feet is what I would be concerned about. Yes, yes, but the feet are. Um, also, socks are critical. Okay, let's get back to the thing. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's the broad topic stuff. I, I, I think there are certainly hits here, but but the albums sometimes are misses. And I, I've got lots of specifics for each band. But t- Patrick, any other broad points you got before? Because I want Tom to lead us through this journey. Uh, no, there, there's a couple. Uh, we'll get into specifics, but uh, the the part of this that's going to be nah, maybe not for our listeners, but some. Um, there's a lot of kind of haggling about what is emo versus what is hardcore versus what is rock. Like I know we've talked about this, but uh, hot water music, uh, their merch always said that they were a hardcore band. I don't know if that, I don't know if that was ironic or not, but, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think they were like hardcore kids then. Yeah. So like, and I don't know where, I don't know if they'd put themselves on this list. Maybe they would because it's more listens, but uh, the, the, and for example, sense field to me, is not the same thing as Sam. I am. And both of them might not be emo. Hmm. No, but we were trying to do like the scene around that time. Yeah, for sure. Kind yeah, of yeah. when I put this together. Yeah. Like jawbreaker. I mean, and otherwise it would have been a Midwest fucking thing. Right. That's all true. You would listen to fucking like cap and jazz and like all the offshoots. Well, and, and I think I should, it's also like to really clarify, <clears throat> you could, you could have expanded this much more or been much more precise. Like, and I think you did a good job of it. And like, please note, this was this weird amorphous thing. I don't like, we didn't touch any screamy screamo stuff. Cause yeah. that, as, as I think I told someone, I was like, I feel like that would be a completely separate episode. Yes. Cause so much of that stuff goes in a totally different direction. And like, we snipped the lines at certain things where it was like, yeah, this feels a little more rock or a little more upbeat than most of this. But then you go through and you could find things that counteract. And it's like, Nothing's perfect, and there's going to be a lot of stuff. And yo, that's that's what this conversation's for. Well, hold on, let's talk about that real quick. I'm just eyeballing this, and I see only one band that went from being a screamo band to being an emo band. I see one band that could nominally be considered a punk band going emo. I see, um, like the the uh, oh, uh, what what would we characterize Split Lip as? Um, Post hardcore, like maybe there's yeah. a couple, po- maybe there's a couple post hardcore bands that became emo. There's post hardcore, a lot of post hardcore uh, adjacent. You know what I mean? Dude, That's some of that Chamberlain stuff sounds like Pearl Jam. Yeah, dude, some of the Chamberlain stuff. Oh, some of the Chamberlain stuff sounds like light country. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I think that. I mean, Split honestly- Lip was a hardcore band. Chamberlain was their, yeah, their turn into more rock stuff. Their post. Yeah. Um. Okay. Somebody, somebody, guide us. Uh, Tom, I'm, take us, take us off. Start us off. Okay, do you want to go through the bands? Yeah, do the bands. And, and make sure we get your opinions here, too. Sure. Um, let's see. Do I do we want to do them alphabetically? No, start of, start, just start at the top of the playlist because it's yeah. like it, it moves around enough. Like. All right, let's see. Let me fix that because I put them in artist. Uh, all right, custom order. Nice. I'm going to mix it up. Oh, all right. I like nice. it. Nice. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, funny enough, I know the answer already, but I'm going to bring this up. Probably one of my three, four favorite bands on this whole thing. Texas is the reason. Mm. See, to me, 
this is, I mean, smack dab in, you know, in one of the progenitors of the 90s emo revolution. But to me, I think this is probably the most hardcore of all of them. Interesting. You know, like that, this, some of the other stuff, I mean, I don't know if I want to like, if we want to. Go in. Let's go in. Yeah. Yeah, No, but I'm saying I don't want if we know want to know if we want to name the bands that we're going to be discussing later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Like this and Jawbreaker are probably the two most punk and hardcore adjacent of all of it. See, you know what's interesting? Hot water too. I yeah, hot water's up there. Texas is the reason to my ear does not sound like that at all. Like I understand these are hardcore dudes. Understood everybody. But I this is this this is uh Paint. Did you listen to back and to the left? I yeah, listen. I, I yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find anything about this I liked. Oh man, you are so wrong, Tom. I I hear some of the hardcore and some of the like chord progressions and a, a little bit in like in the upbeat stuff, not in the yeah, fucking yeah, more. Yo, and sometimes in the the churning, there's a little bit more like rhythmic hardcore stuff than than like loosey goosey rock. Um, so to reveal, because we teased this, Texas Reason, does Bob like them? Mm. No, not really. Kind of anticlimactic there, Bob. I know. Well, because the song, um, if it's here when we get back, it's ours. And, the, and the song Antique and the song Back into the Left are pretty good. And like, if you put any of those three songs on, I'm like, oh, Texas is the Reason. The album, which, yo, like, this is one of the Rev records I spend the most time with because so many people, this is an altar for most people I know. Yeah. Like, like, they love this. They might like one record that we're talking about today, and this is the one. And it washes over me. It's, <clears throat> wow, yeah. Can, can I expand on what you just said? Please. The, do we, what do we think, what is our impression of the lasting, not the lasting influence, because we know the influence is very deep, but is a young person listening to this playlist right now? Um, yo, maybe, maybe like, I think, I think you might be surprised the extent with which some of this stuff is looked at. So I'll say that I bet this stuff is listened to as much, if not more than much of the post hardcore we talk about from the nineties. And much of the hardcore we talk about from the same era. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is more of a go-to for folks. Than- that's, that's interesting. I, I, I would assume that this would be more stuck in, in uh, stuck in amber sort of uh, 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 c- kind of like a lot of listeners who are 35 plus and then really not that many who are younger. But I could be wrong. But I mean, you think about it. Like if you take quicksand out of the post-hardcore conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. How many fucking twenty six year olds are listening to anything but? Uh, no, you're you're dead on, dead on. They're just so like people go. I listen to post hardcore because you listen to fucking quicksand. Yeah, but, but like, I no bet one's listening to a lot of stuff that is still great, but that are not. It's not on their radar. But I bet there's at least three to five bands from this list that most twenty to thirty year olds in our listenership would go. Oh yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Like know it and know it well. Sure. Texas, the reason being one of them, it just missed me. <clears throat> I, um, I don't know why I don't connect with it more. It's one of the ones that I want to like the most. I like a lot of the stuff about it. 
it's one of the ones that I pick apart the most because I'm like, I just want this to hit. Yeah, I want it tweaked. I'd want it tweaked like two degrees to like something more. But but like, let me also acknowledge that there's 15 people yelling at their stereo right now, going, "Yo, you moron! This is those songs are perfect. Don't change yep. a thing." So I'm not changing a thing. Um, yeah, this is one of my legit favorite like 90s. Like bands, right? 90s records. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And I think this one's a little different because this is like the comp. Right. This is like a – so the record is Do You Know Who You Are? But they rev when they did those reunion shows. Discogged it, right? Yeah. So like um, everything – so up through A Jack With One Eye is the LP. Yep. Then the single. Then Every Little Girl's Dream When Rock and Roll Was a Baby. Yep. Split or new songs, oh, which is the, the Billy Joel. Let me add new songs to the to the the, rock, the greatest hits. <laughs> and then, like you said, like if it's here when we get back, it's ours. Dressing cold antique, antique are the seven. Inch. Those were all the the seven inch shows on Rev. Yep, yep, yeah. Rev did both these records, correct? So, correct. um, and and like yo, like <clears throat> let me just read this really quick. Sure. Uh, first pressing of the Texas of Reason seven inch. 5,200 pressed on black vinyl. Jesus Christ. 300 pressed on green. Second press, 330 on tan. Third press, black. Unclear how many. But like, they pressed a lot of these because these were everywhere. Like, this was a band who was just everywhere. Huge. Couldn't Huge. escape it. Couldn't escape no. it. No. No. All right. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. So, you know, and these are quite and full transparency. This is these are one of the few bands on here that I loved at the time. Mm. There's a lot of shit on here that I got into in my older age mm. that at the time and one of the next band is one of them that at the time I was like, are you fucking messing with me right now? <laughs> Yo, live. A lot of people are big on the live experience of Texas at the time, too. Yeah, and dude, a great band. I mean, like, you know, dudes from fucking 108 and Resurrection and Copper and, like, a ton of shit that we all like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the next band, which is a band who, at the time, I was like, you have to be messing with me. This has to be a joke. But now, you know, all these years later, I've actually found a soft spot in my heart for them, The Promise Ring. Okay, so fair to say this was one of if we're speaking purely about in genre emo, yes, this would be one of the Mount Rushmore. Is that fair? Yes, nothing 100%. feels good. Like again, this is this is burnt. This record cover is burning my skull. Yeah, and I've <clears throat> never owned it. Same. Uh, I think that this is the best that this genre has to offer in a lot of ways. Um, there's wow. Record, there's records that I like more on this list, but I think that this is, this has character. Uh, it is, uh, uh, up tempo. Um, it is not maudlin, but it, 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 let me put it like this. Here's, here's what I took from this record. Oh, I get it. That's exactly what I thought when I listened to this record, I go, Oh, I get it. It's, for people that want to be part of a scene, much in the way that hardcore or punk allows you to be part of a scene, whereas some music, there's no scene to it. There's no social part of it. And this is for people that are uh, not looking to get punched in the face or or talk about politics. 
This is for people who want to bounce around at a show. Maybe they're not freaks, so they're not going to the, 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 like the AMREP showcase. You know what I mean? They're going to this. And all all of what I just said might've been like, oh, this is for basics. This is not, no, this is, this is a pretty good record. Like there's at least four songs on this that I think are good songs. So I like this record. Uh, why did ever we meet is a song I would single out on this one and say lots of personality. You can hear mm-hmm. it in the vocals. Um, this record caught me by surprise because I liked it more than I had in previous listens. Like I have given this one a try. Um, and maybe it was because, and I think this exercise is cool. And especially if you're not, this isn't your shit dive in on this playlist. Kind of like this because something's going to jump out. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a fun thing. Um, has more character. Still not my favorite of everything here, but I, I, I tend to agree with what Pat was saying. And what I think is if you handed this to a, this record specifically to a kid in whatever, 1997, who really loved Weezer, the blue album, mm-hmm. yes, they would go, oh my God. This yeah. is this is what I've been looking for. And and also this is I mean Promise Ring had a great career. I'm not knocking anybody. This is just shy of what Jimmy Eat World became, you know? So it, it, it's they this has the same appeal as Jimmy Eat World. The songs are not as tight. There's no producer here and that's clear. But like it is I think that there's there was that type of catch the moment potential for Promise Ring. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I think um, Jim from Jimmy World. We actually, you know what? I I overlooked that. I should have put Clarity on here. Yeah, we'll Jimmy we'll World talk Clarity. about that in a second, but or we'll talk about that in some like as a context clue. For Let's the, yeah, yeah, keep for that in mind because I feel like that's a record that belongs yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. But can I can I ask you? Did uh, did did this record? Did it occur to you a thing that didn't occur to me when I was listening to it? And I think that this speaks to it speaks to a, a really good quality. Eric heard me listening to it and he said, Oh, you know what I like about this record? I said, what's that? He said, uh, he basically picks two lyrics for every song and just repeats them the entire song. And there's the lyric. Some of these songs have 30 words in them total. Right. And it's done excellently. I was never bored. Like, and I'm a guy that likes to have some lyrical content, but he just chooses a highly evocative either image or feeling and just rides it to the hilt, changing his vocals as necessary, but really not. He's not doing the most and he's not doing the least. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think Davey Von Bolin, the dude who's like the singer songwriter in this band mm-hmm. and he's been, he's in Captain Jazz and a bunch of other, like, uh, yeah, he, he, we're talking about like the Mount Rushmore. I mean, he's probably the first one in yeah. this era. You know what I mean? Mm. He like so much stuff. Him and probably Bob from Braid. Um, but yeah, I I think we all agree on the promise ring. Particularly, nothing feels good. I think that's yeah. a great record. Thirty degrees everywhere is good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, next up, a band that I liked at the time, sort of. Um, and this is also a tough. You know what? I, I to be fair. To some of these bands and to, to you guys, 
a lot of this stuff have become like complete collections and oh, yeah. discogs on here. So it's kind of hard to kind of parse out because when it's like a 28 song record, it's not nearly as fun as an 11 song record. Very true. Um, <laughs> but this next one is one of the mineral. Yes. I think like the song Gloria is like a top five 90s emo song. I would, I would rather go to prison in a country. I don't speak the language. <laughs> so that's a no okay Bob. um <laughs> mineral was was the time machine one yeah and n- not in a negative or like well i guess a little bit of a negative negative I just, for me i couldn't i was so like i was transported to being in a car with uh a friend's older sister who was very cute who i was probably 16 and she was like 19 and it was like you know, uh, puppy dog eyes, but but still being like, okay, I'm going to jump out of the car if this doesn't stop soon. Um, <laughs> there were moments, and like, yo, Mineral's a band I want to like, but I wasn't getting anything here. So, so tell, give it to me here. Gloria is a top song here. To me, in my okay. opinion, I okay. could be wrong. I'm going to read you, like a- but man, this was tough. I, I That was one I specifically went to and was like, all right, Press play to all, and I uh, – Hard pass. Okay. You know what I'm thinking I'm going to do? Yes. And with your input as well, you guys. I'm going to leave this up as a full playlist. Yeah. Let's make a greatest hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good – A song or two from each band. Yeah, so that's, like that, if, that'll work. If that's the, you're uh, not down to tackle 30 hours, which you may be able to. Toe, toe we'll in the give pool. You like, yeah. We'll give you the short fucking version of it. All right. So, okay. Uh, not a not – a, not a, Conti- not know, a room not pleaser. Um, here's a band that I love both of these fucking records, and it's um, Knapsack. Love Knapsack. So a band who I think got a lot. Yo, not a band who I heard a lot about back then, but no. like uh, you saw the records, you know, but never got a lot of talk. And then there was a moment where it felt like Knapsack was – was hot on the lips, you know? Yeah, because um, the singer Blair Sheehan, mm-hmm. no relation, spelled differently, <laughs> um, did the Jealous sound. Right. Yeah. Which all, which kind of took off a little bit more. So I think people like were like, well, I, you know, I'm going to go back and check out his other stuff. And this is one of them. So I think I said that when Knapsack, like – kicks over the the PA and gets rocking they're really good and have all the personality that is what I would want from this uh-huh. and then when they go quieter I'm a little less like <clears throat> less in but overall I was pl- this this is the record that I was least familiar with that I will be going back to um and, yeah, and really think- sitting with yeah. okay I think you know for folks that you know are not familiar with knapsack Sam I am is kind of like a you know like a a brother sister band with knapsack um i b- I believe sometimes they share members or or folks from Sam I am also play with like the jealous I forget what the story is but like if if it's just to the left of like a little softer than Sam I am it's like the Sam I am songs. Like so, yeah. on day three of of my new life, there's a song called "Decorate the Spine." Yes, 
That could be. A, I mean, if you didn't know any better, it could be a fucking Sam I Am song. No, I, 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 you made that comparison, and it hadn't come to me. And I can hear that. I can hear that in Knapsack. Like, there's. But then there's on like, yeah, the conversation is ending, starting right now. Like, there's a song called "Cold Enough to Break" that sounds like a different band, right? So it, you know, if I highly recommend for anybody that messes with with Sam I Am to give Knapsack a shot. What do you think of it, Pat? I don't get much out of Knapsack at all. This, this to me is the warm water. Uh, of of this uh, uh, playlist, I I like Sam. So to make you pee when you're sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <Got> it. <laughs> it's pleasant. But then I wake up and I go, no, again, <laughs> not again, Grandma, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't thrill me. And some of this stuff really left me straight up cold or even hostile. Uh, Knapsack just didn't thrill me in the way that, that I kind of hoped. But at the same time, I kind of. Maybe I walked into it with a stank attitude because my memory of it was no memory. So I was like, mm. yeah. yeah, this must suck. Yo, yeah. okay. uh, Catherine the Grateful and changes all that the rage. Drop those two PK and just 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 float through those because I I found some real personality, especially in some of the vocals that that felt fresh as I was kind of scrolling through all this. Okay, I I I, I, I mean I'm going to revisit particularly the hits. Uh, 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 playlist I will oh, revisit yeah. for sure because I agree with what Bob said earlier which is this is this is quite good uh, uh, you know like uh, mixtape music oh, yeah. yeah and I think about, think about if we put together a 30 hour <laughs> hardcore playlist <laughs> yeah like, for realistic you, you'd have the same vibe yes exhausted yeah. like, oh, Jesus sure. fucking Christ again like yeah so this is I we're putting '90s emo at a distinct disadvantage by doing it in this way. Yeah, that's true. So we'll, we're I'll try. You know what? You're right. I'll try to be a little bit more charitable about this. Can I? Uh, while it's on Not my even mind, charitable. Well, <laughs> but I mean, think about it. It's I like, think the word he wanted to say was open. Fair. Hold on. I'm just, uh, let me. Uh, I'm going to take us in a direction, but I promise it'll only be a minute. This should have led the episode, uh, but it slipped my mind because now it's uh, it's. This will be two weeks uh, late from when this is relevant news, but it's not news per se. Um, for people in well, Albany, this will be up on May. <laughs> no, for people in Albany, uh, Ray, the the fellow who yes. who uh, was the door person at Valentine's for forever, um, passed away. Uh, oh, okay, and. This was a fellow who did not give a goddamn about any of the music, but had infinite patience for so many stupid kids. So uh, <laughs> shout out to Ray. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, uh, uh, Andrew from Self-Defense and Hans from End of the Year both worked alongside and had just nothing but good things to say about him. I only... I would book shows and he would work the door at the shows that I would book. Uh, and... I always just found him very, very funny, but I did not know him well. But I can say that uh, for a lot of people in Albany, even if they didn't know him well, when a fixture disappears, it 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 hits you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm very sad to, to to hear about Ray's passing. And uh, I guess this is just if any, if this could be applied to anything, it's just a reminder that the people the people who make your experiences in life in even small ways, you don't appreciate them until they're gone. And that's unfortunate. Shout out yeah. to Ray, the bouncer. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. 
Okay, hopefully there's not like a bad ad read right after that where we're talking about Manscaped. Um, <laughs> you know what? But, yeah. Ray would find that funny. All right. All right, good. <laughs> Be safe, everybody. Um, let's, get, uh, let's get to the next one, Tom. Next. Something that we talked about already, which didn't I kind of hated at the time, grown to like over time. Saw it at the time, was like, I'm not here for this. I want to <laughs> see Spaz and Monster X. Mm. Braid. Frame and Canvas, probably one of the classics of this era. For good reason. Yeah. Um, um, the, the new Nathan Detroit is is like by far and away the standout track on this to yes. me. But overall, uh, this record's more dynamic than just about every other record on here. Yes. and But can we just highlight the fact that the some of the bands that are epic, sort of unforgettable bands of this era – they front loaded their albums in a way I've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) There's some like, I mean, the first song on that, uh, goddamn, uh, uh, promise ring record is fantastic. It's a great song. And and, they weren't thinking about track seven, uh, right? They were not thinking about track seven. Um, and Oh, by the way, this is a a complete aside. Uh, I was listening to uh, manic compression today and it, so the back half of that record is perhaps not as strong as the first half, but, but, I mean, minus shovel, which I'm sure, whatever. Anyway, the, the right. point is, um, the do, do you think, and give this a listen, do you think that it is those maybe less uh, iconic songs from the second half of that record that that's what people playing that style of music today are actually playing? They might be. I mean, so here's here's the big thing. I think it's, it's like a... Uh... It's a weird misnomer because you're not wrong. There feels like there's a drop off on manic compression from side A to side B. Is there though? That's it, it, what well, I'm saying because yeah. the problem is side A has all the energy. Right. And like it's a deceiving thing. So when you come into it, it's, you know, it's, it's, if you go on a roller coaster and you hit the loop and then another loop and then a drop out at the beginning and then the rest is just like, a really fast speed ride, you're like, mm, the second half of that ride sucks. But you're like, wait well, a second. No, it's doesn't. Here, here's you know? a question. Yes. I don't have the record handy. I got it right in front of me too. Yeah. I have that. I have, but I have it up on Spotify. But like, what's, can, what's the start of side B? I think it's landmine spring. Right. So Are you fucking with me. No, landmine listen, spring Tom. blister. Tom, the last song, it would be cooler if you did. Oh, mine is completely awesome. mine is completely out of order from stealing it online. Um, uh, so it's Landmine Spring, Blister, Brown Gargantuan, East Third Street, Super Genius, Genius which is a great song. Yep. And it would be cooler if you did, which has that um, one of the best quicksand parts ever. That always I want to burn. Set. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Oh, it's, it's great song. Great. Yo, See, and and Landmine Spring, uh, Brown Gargantuan, Super Genius are still in the set whenever they play now. But I think Brown Gargantuan, which is not their best song is tr- I hear so much of exactly that song in like a lot of the stuff that drug church goes out with. Like, that's what I hear. I wonder if that's just happenstance. No, it could be. I mean, and it could just be like this. It could be. So my theory was no disrespect to people that love that song and certainly no disrespect to the band. But if that's one of the lesser uh, songs in a truly brilliant catalog, I think that maybe I'm hearing that in other bands because that's the closest that they can aspire to, to the catalog. Does that, that's does that fair. reason? 
that's a really nice way to say it. Yeah. But you can't hold it, man. But like, you might be able to do this. Yeah, you you might be able to play like our B sides uh, capably. But you ain't hitting you ain't hitting landmine spring. People have been trying for the last twenty seven years. Yeah, and it's not easy. No, no, no. I think, I, but I I largely agree. I think if you wanted to talk about when people t- t- think about quicksand, they aren't necessarily looking at the energy of the first three songs on manic compression, like backward delusional divorce. Oh, That's Jesus you're just Christ. getting punched in the face a lot through yeah. that. Thorn so, on my side, are you kidding me? Thorn on my side, yeah. Uh, they 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 give you a brief reprieve during Simpleton and Skinny, but Thorn on my side brings it right back. Um, all right, all right, all right. We we had to, you know, this was our Detroit Rock City moment here. Yes. Yeah, um, all right. Next up for a band that I was nonplussed and I just knew the name back then. Mm. Remain nonplussed. Christie Front Drive. Nonplussed. Nonplussed. And I think back then. They were like top five popular bands like this. I think that's probably like true. The Jimmy Worlds went out opening for them. Yeah. 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 This is another record cover, not nearly as endearing as the um, Promise Ring, but this is a record yeah. cover. Like, I remember seeing it everywhere. Uh, this was a listening station at Generation Record for a long time um, and just not, not, doing, not it. doing it now. Next up, which I think is a band that we may all agree on, but we may not. Um, and it's all three of the LPs or of this era that we're going to talk about. Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh, this is not contrary, Patrick. I th- I never really listened to even this record, the Diary record, which is like the which fucking is the record. The, yep, the record. I never really listened to it. Didn't have any objection to it. Just never. I don't know why. Yep. And I thought this had. I mean, not to make so many comparisons. That, sorry, everybody. This is what happens yeah. when you're in a scene. But I think this is two steps below the promise ring. I think it's in the same spirit, but two steps below. I, I, I don't think this is on its own. This might be great, and in circles is certainly you know it's it's a jam for many many people. But I did not feel this the way that people feel this. What about the other song, the other records? Did you? Yeah, uh, how it feels to be something on. I think, I mean, again, nothing bad here, you know? Uh, oh my God. I just did not connect with this. I Listen, I connected so much with Promise Ring on this, listen, that I felt- Which is so funny. I felt Because like, I think they're too cute by half. I felt like this was for you. a substandard version of it, honestly. I would- I mean, they did it first, but- yeah, my, sure. my hot take on Sunny Day- uh, the records go three, two, one. In terms of your favorites, yeah. See, I think to me, and we'll go back to you know, like I think Diary is when we're talking about like the most like close to hardcore. I think that is. I mean, they were all hardcore kids at the time. You can tell. Oh yeah, they were a hardcore band like writing. Well, it was it was them. Rock. It was hardcore kids trying to figure out how to write out into something new, right? I mean, Nate was in Brotherhood for Christ's sake. Exactly, and and they, I think some of these dudes were in the weird post Brotherhood bands, like like Resolution and shit that were like, oh, we're trying to figure out how to do music that isn't hardcore, but yeah, we have this burned in our brains, like you know, right, right. And I think you can hear it a lot on the playing. Then like LP two gets a little weird, and then I think the how it feels to be something on is so like it just feels huge to me. Like pillars is oh my like, 
Back to you, Bob. No, 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 no. I, 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 I'm, I was most familiar with Diary, and on this listen, just wasn't <laughs> entranced with it in any way. I've, I have owned Diary. Um, sure. Uh, the cover is very iconic. It's one of those things like really sticks with you. The names, great band name in a weird way. Um, yeah. I hadn't heard the second and third records and was found myself much more attracted to those, especially the third record, and was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I'm going to have to sit with this a little bit and uh, and go through it. But, but Diary, I think... So, so I, I said this about... When you listen to um, Lifetime Hello Bastards, yep. you still hear the remnants of New Age Records Lifetime on that record. You still get sprinklings of it on Jersey's Best Dancers. And I'm saying that in a loving way because I kind of appreciate that. On the Sunny Day record, I'm not appreciating the like the songwriting cues that are coming more from hardcore, but but then there's sometimes these parts where it's like, and this is a this is a complaint about Diary, but also could be a complaint about a lot of these records where it's like, hey, like you didn't need to make this song three or four minutes just because you're oh, you're sure. trying not to be a hardcore band, you know? That's not the way. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, so so, I mean, and I, I think know. Sunny Day grew into a more dynamic thing as they continued, and you can clearly hear that on the the, the subsequent records. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't know, like I, I don't know if you guys, you might, Bob might not be old enough to remember this, but like, or maybe you would, but like Sunny Day, like the Diary was like legit huge, everywhere, like rock record though, but like like they played on like Z100. See that I was not aware of, but I will like say seven. I think yeah. was on Z100. I was not aware of that, but I'll say that the like when Z100 still played like guitar music. The, in, the, in the, the cover is straight up iconic. the The cover was everywhere when I was the there. most iconic of this whole yeah, generation. Everywhere, so like I, I don't know what what percentage of our listeners do you think still go into uh, record stores to purchase new music? Oh, um, in, in, higher in higher times? than almost any other. Absolutely, in, absolutely, in and it's still like, and my number was still going to be low, but I was yeah. like, "Yo, our listeners are still the people who." And if you are a listener and you've never gone into a record store and just fucking loitered, go do that. <laughs> Got it. Put it, put it on your your wherever you're at in your comfort level. I promise you, you will have a nice time if you listen to this podcast. You will have a nice time at a record store for a little while. Yeah, go like plan to meet your friend for dinner and get there a little early. Yep. Which I don't know if – you know, and, and, and to totally make an aside, <clears throat> it saddens me that that might not be a thing anymore. But for any of the New York, New Jersey kids that have that that recollection of being like, all right, I'm going to meet you in Union Square yep. and then going to loiter in Virgin Megastore while you wait for your friends to show up. Yep. And just like look through records and movies and books. and Or I'll meet you at Astor Place and you loiter around the tower. Right, or you go, yeah, you go to Tower Records, or Tower Mac, Tower. Remember, there was a Tower Books for Christ's sake. There was enough. Oh yes, yeah. dude, think about you know that. I mean? Oh, that books downstairs. And then, oh. yeah. and then you'd go to you know. then, then you'd go to Kim's, and then uh, <sighs> the and then if you were like if your freaky friend was with you, you'd go to other music. Yeah, <laughs> right. You had to have someone that like looked a little askew yeah. to be able to get Yo, in, there in remembrance of old New York. This is where you get us on our real bullshit when we all get <laughs> wistful about like fucking eighteen blocks of New York City. But I mean, how, who doesn't, you know, either in Times Square or in Union Square, but like, I'm just going to kill, like, no matter what time it was, 
Virgin Megastore was 24 hours a day. Yeah, absurd. You could just post, you know, you go in, you go down the escalator, and you could get lost for hours. Yeah. Yo, it was it That's was a thing that doesn't exist anymore. It's sad. Shout out to to the ability to kill so much time. Like the cool You're like, what do you do now? You fuck with your phone. You fuck with your phone. Not to sound no. like I'm not trying to sound like an old man. Like no. you should fuck with your phone because that's all you can do. Yeah. But like there was, there's nowhere you can kind of just. There are much, maybe a Barnes and Noble. Many fewer places. Like yo, New York, the heart of everything. It was there was the coolest place. Like suburban brick, you could go to fucking Barnes and Noble. They still have that, but it's not the same. Um, no, yo, in New York, you could kill. So it was the coolest killing of an hour, ten minutes, any whatever amount of time you had doing that in that part of New York. It was just incredible. Ugh. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hey everyone, it's Chris Pandolfi inviting you to check out the new season of my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, with new episodes airing now. Hearing it in that room, these guys playing this thing and trying to figure out how to play this song was mind-blowing. It's so inspiring to know there's so much more to it than you ever thought, and it just opened another door. But when people find faith because they need to, in terms of just filling a void to feel better without actually being better, that's when it becomes... A crutch, much like you know, drugs and alcohol do. Man, I don't have all the time in the world here. If I want to be a professional bluegrass musician, I felt like I had to take a very like strategic approach, just trying to get rid of the barriers and, and figure out what those barriers were. The feelings still come, and I have to reckon with that, but I think I have better ways of moving forward and not being stuck, which I think was the killer for me. Catch all that and so much more on the new season of Inside the Musician's Brain. Hey, can I can I just uh, give an, a a little uh, what do you call it when you give yourself a correction? So a little correction. Uh, <laughs> I I said uh, all right, let's go. I said nothing feels good. Sounds as though it doesn't have uh, a producer. Shame on me. It was Jay Robbins. Yeah, How right. Dare you. Yeah, and all he like low key. We should mention this. I think he's involved in a grip of these records. Yeah, actually. I think you're right. So um, so he should get some credit. And Jawbox is certainly not a part of this world, but probably um, predates looked it. Up and, to, looked up to by almost everybody in this world, mm-hmm, I would guess. For sure. Yeah, and just predated yeah. it, honestly. Yep. And uh, also, I just wanted to tell you guys, I, I didn't know very much about the Promise Ring at all. Uh, do, do you know that touring on this record, uh, they flipped their van, including one member went head first through the windshield. Yeah. Uh, it had trauma, the whole deal. Yep. And yep. uh 
then they went back on tour six weeks later. Who's hardcore? Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> who's old out now? Yeah, who's, who's tough now? Holy shit. Uh, all right, sorry. All right, let's let's keep, it, keep the train on the tracks. Next one. Sunny, right, sunny day. Next. What do we? So sunny day. We're given a, 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 a two thirds hit. I guess. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Next, um, the first LP of uh, a band that ended up becoming one of my favorites, Elliot. Oh, okay. So is the U.S. songs? Is this your favorite Elliot record? No, False Cathedral. Yeah, that's the one most people go to. Um, there, and that's two thousand. So it's just outside this purview. Yeah. Um, this band got pretty big on these records u.s songs and then false cathedrals um it is some of the same folks from the louisville rigmarole um falling forward yep 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 um empathy this record never totally caught me i've spent a lot of time with it um never totally got me uh false cathedrals probably a little more but they start going they actually they did one of the more interesting things and had they been around another five or six years later, mm-hmm. I think they probably would have gone big with it because they went even more like airy in the sound. Like orchestral and like mm-hmm. added piano. Oh, yeah. And it feels like, you know, this would have been setting the the Russian circles world on fire like a, a little while after they yeah, kind of beautiful had the Yeah, both. That, so False Cathedrals and Song in the Air like are two fucking gorgeous records. I don't have the patience for these records at all pat you need to love some i i listen i i understand i'm 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 going to be lame as shit for like a lot of this and don't okay. you know don't get the impression that i didn't give it a shot i, I did I, i'm just i had a really hard time connecting with the good chunk of this playlist Yo, we're gonna get there but it was it was interesting it. to me because i i felt a lot the same there's kind of a there's a weird weird meandering in a lot of the tempos and I was looking for a lot, but then there'd sometimes be bands who picked up the tempo and depending on where we go and we'll talk about them. Sometimes I wasn't in on that either. So it was like, there was a lot of defeating parts on this listening session, despite the fact that like, if somebody asked me, I'd be like, yeah, yo, like you should do this. Like you should try this experiment. All right. Coming up next. Um, see is this the first record first lp by a um a band that pat hates apparently <laughs> um rain and maria uh don't hate them like them more on this listen than in previous but this isn't the big record right no i think long knives drawn might be the big record this is their first one okay there's there's um long knives drawn was big um Cat- catastrophe keeps us together which is a great record um, and they're like reunion records. So they last record, they came out with a record in 2006, Catastrophe Keeps Us Together, and then broke up or whatever, came back with two LPs in 2011 and 2017. Both really great. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, just kind of like, you know, not punk, like, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, it's just fun. I, 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 I think um, Caitlin has an incredible voice. She's a great bass player. Just like a great three piece fucking rock band to me. Uh, really, uh, really um, good for if you're sitting in an office and can play music. You could play this in your office, and no one in cubicle, mad. and nobody's getting mad. Um, you know what's pretty funny? Can I please? So, you know how when we had um, uh, 
Pat Flynn on a while back and he made that like I was all excited to talk about this movie or this book with Walter and Walter's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did I had the same situation with Pat. Yeah. So the beginning of this record is a song called Tinfoil. Uh-huh. And it starts off like literally the first thing, it's it's like, you know, one, two, three, god damn it. And I was like, Oh man, is that the did Pat take that for half heart because they have that like, God damn, I'm yeah, you know, yeah. like I was like, did you it was that like a like a wink and a nod how like all you Boston guys do to each other's bands and like your favorite musicians and stuff? He's like, I've never heard it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go fuck myself then. All right, see you later. Um he was very nice about it, of course. But I just thought um I thought it was like kind of like a wink and a nod. And he was like, That's a great song, but I didn't I didn't even think of it. And I was like, well, there you go. Um, but yeah, I think same thing for Raina Maria. This is not a the if you if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I will be happy to. I will make anyone a playlist that that they want that wants one. Um, this is not the best. Like Tinfoil is one of their hits, but they have better songs mm. that that um, come in. 99 and and onwards that was going to be my question because this didn't catch me but i was like there was elements that that made me go i i should listen and see if there were other records so you answer the question listen to bob for you mm-hmm. listen to catastrophe keeps us together okay that's the one it's it's great there's got there's like fast parts like not like fucking fast part, but yeah, like yeah. like More rock like fast tempo, parts yeah yeah, I think you. I think you might dig it. It's less kind of introspective emo and a little bit like more big room. All right, I'm in. I think you might dig it, and her voice is incredible. So, Raina Maria, one for three, one for three. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, a band that I I really don't have anything, so I'm hoping you guys do. The Jazz June. Oh, okay. Um, so I thought I hated the Jazz June. Um, but I think it's that I liked Atari and was mad that they couldn't exist because of the jazz June. Uh, listen to this best, record. I was best reason ever best. It's a great. Reason. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's um, uh, 1999, 17 year old logic. Uh, this record's fine. There's, there's a couple tracks on it. Actually, I, I was peaked and we'll be revisiting this album at least once to really give it a run. I think it was, when in Rome and Rich Kid Shakedown were the ones that kind of like pulled me in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I hated the band and I don't hate the band. Bob, if, if, it's more of a personal thing. All right. If, if you like those tracks, you got to check out their record from probably 2000, which okay. is uh, the, the medicine. Yes. It has, it has two songs on it. You could probably just, again, you could isolate it to playlist sort of shit, but uh, two songs on it that are so perfectly constructed riff wise like just the 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 most the best the best riff into riff like i know what you want and i'm giving it to you now songwriting Mm -hmm. uh so the medicine give that one a shot we'll do i I like the jazz june i I don't think they're a great band but i think they have great songs you are an enigma wrapped in a riddle (laughs) (laughs) wait wait until the big reveal here i think i've i I love the fact like these bands and i'm like how do you not like sunny real estate but you know like you know who i do fuck with the jazz i fuck with uh, my favorite band on this entire list is the one that i added that that i don't i think has many many fans but i don't think anybody puts them in the same uh category as this sort of stuff but maybe i'm wrong many fans and one song here we go Mm. um coming up next i think we might have we'll have at least two for three for this one Yo, what about Sex. Jazz June? Were we two for three, but not you, Tom? I think we were. Yes. That's so weird. Interesting. Weird. You know, that's why our, our podcast works so well. There you go. Sensefield. 
ah. building. Incredible record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wondered about you putting this on because I still think this is post hardcore, but I understand it's about the scene. And also this band became a essentially, and this is not me dissing it because every single one of their records has a great song on it. They became kind of easy listening and almost Christian rock. So I get like, this is a, they had a strange march through, through a career. And I, I mean, uh, prior to Sensefield as well. Like there's just interesting, interesting life in music that made decisions that I wouldn't make. Like, I I, I don't know about you guys tell me, I think so much Sensefield is you cringing for one song and being thrilled by the next song. Is that about right? The earnest earnestness is a little hard. It's very earnest. Um, yo, shout out and RIP to John Bunch. Yes. Incredible, talented. Yeah. Um, Yo, this is the bridge to me. Uh, This is the bridge between Rev, post-hardcore, and this world. Because I had sort of the same leanings, Pat. I was like, oh, does Sensefield totally fit here? But then when I listened, I was like, I think so. (laughs) Like, I really hear it. And um, on this listen, I was less... Like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I like Sensefield. Like, uh, Killed for Less, pretty cool. Building. uh, It has some hits. Um, Yeah. I didn't like it as much as I have in the past, but, but still good. Like still, still of that era, like, like superior to a lot of what Rev was doing. Like, and, and interesting, like an interesting band. Uh, and if you're coming from the more hardcore side of things, the, uh, Oh, what is the band? Reason to believe this is Sensefield was reason to believe basically they evolved yeah. into Sensefield and the reason to believe LP is cool and is actually uh, you can find it out there on streaming now I'm pretty sure you can find it and oh, for I didn't a long know that. time a long time you couldn't and it's it's good it's it's I don't want like there's the mythology of it which is that it's incredible and I can't really co-sign on that but it is yeah. good and it's 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 cool to be able to hear it so Right. So are we at a loose three for three on that one? I think we might go. All right. Fuck yeah. Stamp of approval. John Bunch. Um, this next band, I believe they're from Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into them because of uh, our friend, a mutual friend, I think, to most of us, Matt Miller oh, yeah. from Atlanta, Georgia. He would play this in the car, in the van on on tour. Penfold. Inter- interesting band. In- Good. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. Underrated. I- like. Well, here's the thing. I don't find a ton to like, I, I, like I, it's, it doesn't stick to my ribs, um, but I recognize it's good. And I also think it's interesting that I don't know how many shows in this scene they played after a certain time. I think they kind of uh, pitched in a different direction shortly after, but maybe I'm wrong. You think they went like the you and I direction? Uh, no, I think I know. Uh, no, no. I, 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 I took it that they got like a little bit more pro, but I my memory might be wrong. I think they um, were they maybe were um, leaning more into the midtown scene, but again, that, that's someone what might I thought. Be, oh, yeah. oh, okay. I didn't think I didn't I didn't have that recollection. But um, but I don't think I wouldn't say it took per se. Uh, fine band. I was like, whoa! I haven't heard this in a long time. Never owned it, but remember this band had a little bit of a following. You know, um, 
probably the least popular of the, any band on. Oh, it. I think it's between them and maybe. Well, my familiarity. I'm not super familiar with Edsel, but um, yeah, no. I'd, I'd say probably Penfold is even smaller. So, although they do have ten thousand monthly listeners, so <laughs> yeah, not bad for a band that hasn't been together for a hundred years. Yo, Seriously. yo, hold on, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Oh my God, let's see this. Um, Penfold has ten thousand. Oh, okay, that's not bad. I was going to say, how many does Sensefield have? Guess. Oh, this is probably going to break my heart. Um, Six. Um, no. 6,500. 14,000. Fuck yes. All right, good. Okay, good. But but still, like, Penfold isn't two-thirds as popular as Sensefield. <laughs> no. All right, so here's a question. Yeah. Um, can you name <laughs> – no one's going to get this – um, so you know how like they show you like where the your most monthly listeners are from. Uh huh. So all right, so number one is Chicago, even though they're, they're from Jersey. Their last show is at the Eminem Hall in Old Bridge. Yeah, that tracks. Number two, Las Vegas, uh, Los Angeles. Number three, Philadelphia. What is the city of the world that's the number four most Penfold popular Penfold town? Hmm. hmm. Uh, Milwaukee. Moscow. Moscow. <laughs> Okay. At Brooklyn's four, uh, fifth. All right. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, hold on. So, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I'd recommend it. I mean, I, I think they're a good example of seeing how, like, widespread this scene was. Like, this really yeah. was. Like, we're, we're skimming the top for the big boys. This was a whole world. Like, it ran parallel to hardcore. I think Patrick alluded to it. I mean, the reason Tom set this up is because it existed. This was a scene. There was a scene of this, and there was a lot of kind of bleed over from hardcore into hardcore people from hardcore getting into that post. But it was a separate thing, too. Like, they were intertwined, but not the same, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, they played alongside. Sometimes they'd play shows together, but sure. it didn't happen all that often. No, yeah, it was and I think, interesting, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think that's why, like, that braid – spaz monster x get up kid show <laughs> sticks with you it's like such a like legendary show because you're like what the fuck is happening right here you know what i mean like 97a and the get up kids love it it's a great show except i don't really love and the flyer was mean to all the emo bands <laughs> that's course. no surprise that's that was no the surprise. thing they couldn't defend themselves no. easy shots um, yeah all right so next a band that i it's fine. Uh, I know it's it's like foundational, you know, but not great on its own. It's minor threat to most people. Yep. Cap and jazz. Okay. The the record title is. I feel like this is something that like <laughs> uh, in like Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. Like this is what Burt, um, like uh, Burt Reynolds or yeah. like uh, uh, Connery would say, like anal fabit, whatever <laughs> you know. Um, an alpha. An alphabet apolithology, whatever the apology, fuck. right? No, it's it's th in there. I thought it was a, a, a like alphabetology. Is that right? An, an alphabet apolithology. An alphabet apolithology. That's okay. right, man. Yeah. Fuck you guys. An alphabet. An alpha beta polothology. It's beta music. Yeah. So um, <laughs> uh, this is the bridge between the emo we're talking about and screamo. Uh, here's a question. Is this the 1988 to 1991 turning point, uh, uh discog for, for emo, for the, for emo? Is that what this is? Yes. 
I think that's a good that's a very good comp. Um yeah, likely. Yeah, I think so. Like a thing a thing that people kind of th- like this this uh 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 discography is what made this band a thing, Pop. correct? Like a thousand percent. So yes, I think you know there's going to be and and you guys might disagree, but actually no, we've talked about it. That turning point discography was a turning point for turning point. You know what I mean? So it's I think that sometimes these these discographies can really shoot you in the arm in a way that I never would have expected. And, and oh yeah, th- this is one of those instances. Like this th- this is this is the uh, uh, minor threat record. Yeah, this uh, Tom said it. This is the this is the minor threat uh, record of this. You know, like complete discography uh, where people. <laughs> this was necessary owner. Uh, this was required owning when I was a kid. Even uh, though there's, yeah, if you liked any of these other bands and you didn't own Cap and Jazz, yeah. Even though there's only four good songs on this entire fucking record, but yo, can can I ask this? <laughs> there's elements of this that make me think it informed shit like the three one G catalog that was yes. to follow. I think for sure. Like some of the more spazzy stuff, like they obviously took it to a much noisier spot, but uh, largely I don't give a rip about cap and jazz. And on this listen, I still was there Um, though. I will say when they went fast, I wasn't mad about the fast parts. Um, I, I actually heard some of the chaotic stuff in a way that felt fresh compared to, other stuff here was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is informing something that was to come after. Yeah. And I think all their subsequent bands are better. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Kinsella brothers in here and Davey Von Bowen. I mean, so what are we doing? One of three? Are, we, are, are you, three? are you the one here, Pat? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll leave it at that then. So the minor threat got zero. Three. Yeah. Got it. Um, I think, all right, so we're definitely two for three on this one, minimally, or it might be three mm-hmm. for three. Orange Rhyming Dictionary, Jets of Brazil. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why am I bigoted against this record? Oh, it's a good Are question. Are you? Like, do you know when something's in your head as as lame? Mm-hmm. I think it's a cover. That could be. I'm bigoted against this record. I tried to get over it this listening, and I, I look. This is good. Nobody's taking anything away from this, and I'm going to give it another listen to to maybe solidify a feeling that I got on it. But like, is it? So, so Tom, who's in this band? It's um, it's funny. It's another band. It's, it's a uh, super group. Chris Daly, the, yeah, Chris Daly. Who you shot on because he's in 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 uh, Texas Reason and, and you and hated his work in Texas Reason and uh, and Jake's and uh, Blake Schwarzenbach. Right, this is a band like very directly after Jawbreaker breaks up. Yep. Um, and I believe the bass player. I don't know. I don't know if it's Ka- it's Cash Tolman from um, Iceburn. What, we, are you serious? No, it's not. That it's fucking not, guy it's credit not. for everything. <laughs> that guy's uh, been everywhere. See, is it Pete Martin? No, he was in it for a minute. I can't remember. Um, Jeremy. Chatelaine, who was in Handsome, Insight, oh, yeah, he was in it for a minute. That's that. who you're thinking of, because the uh, Utah, Sorry. yeah, the Handsome um, connection, Handsome, yep, um, and the Utah connection yep. too. Like Insight, he was, he was in, yeah, uh, yeah, in Chris Daly. So, um, three piece. Okay, uh, this record is my favorite Jets of Brazil record. It's not close. Uh, it's my. Same. I like it 
to what most people find an offensive level more than I like Jawbreaker. Interesting. Because I don't really like Jawbreaker, and I I love this record. I think it's fantastic. Um, it's the record of this genre that when I play it, um, I've had no less than four people go when I'm playing it like, oh, what 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 is this? I like it. You know, like people outside the world, you know, just random like hangs. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting to me. I probably discovered it, you know, 2005. But um, yeah, I really like it. Um, and I've tried the other Jets of Brazil records. I think they're fine, but this record is... This is something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a... Of the records we're going to talk about, this is... This is by far and away my favorite. Interesting. Right. And you know what? If you're making a mixtape for a sweetie or a potential sweetie, yeah. you throw Sweet Avenue on there. Yeah. You already won. Yeah. Uh, One of the best romantic songs of this entire Yeah, that's a good romantic. Uh, sea and Enemy, Starry Configurations, I really like. Crown of the Valley. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. Yeah, Wait, really was good this record. was this on Jade Tree from Jump? Yep. Yes. Big one. Big one for Jade Tree. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. JJ did one. all the Jets of Brazil records. Caught yep. one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, yo, uh, we talk about doing label stuff. We should do a Jade Tree thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this it. is kind of where this popped off from. Yeah. Jade Tree had a lot, but like they had, they had a weird evolution, you know? Um, they, they, they you can watch label. their evolution into stuff and, and see where they started picking into this world. Like, Yo, that Promise Ring record's a Jade Tree record. <laughs> like, like, oh my. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Nothing Feels Good is on Jade Tree. Hey, Bob. Yeah, they had a moment that it was like, <laughs> and it was like hardcore dudes that ran it. Yeah. And they just happened to like, get, you know, p- get in the they right were, place well, at the right time. And they were the right age right? and touched with all this stuff. Yeah, what were you going to say, yeah. PK? Um, if, if, uh, and everybody, you're talking to Patrick right now. I don't, I don't give a shit about this sort of stuff. But uh, I know that every time Morrissey comes up, somebody wants me to include. Oh, Andy's bad. But okay. Oh, Andy's bad. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but Morrissey, as as Tom and I, I think we've kind of agreed on this. By our age, you've heard it so much that it 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 almost uh, it dulls the impact, even if you love it. Uh, is I I have to be sure that that is a jawbreaker for most kids of a certain age. Um, yeah. If if you were over jawbreaker, you think you can just pivot directly into just to Brazil and have like a fresh experience? I don't know. I think you can have a fresh experience. I don't know. To be very honest, I think I think there's more like is this? Do we do we want to just go into jawbreaker now too? Because Sure. And we can do a Blake okay, block. Let's do the Blake block. Shout out Blake. Um I fucking dislike Jawbreaker. <laughs> and I shouldn't dislike them as much as I do. Shocking. Because when I listen to them, I'm like, eh, it's all right. It's just non plus to me. They oh, meant man. nothing to me as a kid. Nothing. Nothing. Same, same, same here. Same here. Um but I but knew the, I knew people who were young. Uh, well, I knew people uh, yo, to me, I, there's no tracks. To me. Oh, no that's it. That's interesting. I can see yo, being annoyed have, by I, them, but they got tracks. Yo, I have friends who are like like my my very close friends who are like, yeah, like they're okay, but like a couple songs, great. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know that that boxcar song. I want to 
blow my brains out. When yeah, I that'll it. put you on a bridge. But like, I think but, that there's. But a lot. there are others. So I will say this: Look, there are songs. If I if I look at a record right now, I can probably go, "Yeah, that one's okay." Um, and it's the this weird combination because I'm like, "Yo, there's the boxcar song makes me want to die." Um, like the like weird. This is a fans heard it a little bit for me in the same way. Like like yo, I don't talk about it. I love the Smiths. I love the first couple Morrissey records. You will never ever catch me talking about that shit ever. No, you know why? Because I don't care. Enough people are. Jawbreaker. People miss the message that everybody ever. Okay, the song "Accident Prone." Like that's a great song. Great you know? song. Incredible. Song. Great. Um. Like. But but to me, Jawbreaker is more punk. There's more up tempo. There's a l- little less indie. Um, whereas I think Jets of Brazil is more squarely in the pocket of this emo indie um, oh, affectation. I didn't know if Jawbreaker even really fit. I think you have to. I don't think 24 hour revenge therapy does. Yeah, yeah listen, I, I think you got to include them. You just with the caveat that uh, a Jace. Well, you know well, I mean? yo, and, and I mean, Dear You fits more squarely. I, I think Dear You fits more squarely. I think 24 Hour Revenge Therapy is a little faster. I think it all fits when we include some of the other stuff that we do, which I also feel really importantly has to. Like, it's not weird when you think about the listenership of this stuff. No, like, I, I straight up. I somebody think who likes I, Jets of Brazil also in 1998 also really loves Hot Water Music and the Get Up Kids. And braid, yeah, fucking no shit. They do. Like, this is a record collection episode. You know, do you still hate me? Is like just a transitional thing between these two ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pat, let me ask you a question. You specifically, as a lyricist, yes. Where I mean, he's top. You rate Blake as highly as I do. He's top tier. Okay. Uh, And and yo, here's the thing. I think that's a lot of it, though. Yeah, it's a lot. His work for a lot of his people. work in Jets of Brazil, to me, it's it's him flexing out in a way that is so like I'm like, oh, were you just like being humble in Jawbreaker? Like not to say <laughs> that you were doing a bad work, but like in Jets of Brazil, like Orange Rhyming Dictionary you got even more literary. Holy shit! Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's just like it's it's uh, if if you're having trouble. Uh, uh, like breaking the the prejudice, Patrick. Do do some lyric listening. I think the vocal is also very clear, and uh, and I think more clear than even Jawbreaker, which is pretty damn clear. But I think what he does on this yeah, record I mean, is you're really using the only Jawbreaker record that his vocals are kind of clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 then he starts from that point. Yeah, and he gets cleaner from, by by one drumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think lyrically, he's he's number one. No, uh, certainly unbelievable. Yeah, Un- unreal. In this list, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody that even compares. But uh, l- listen, uh, we got a lot to cover, so I want to burn through. But I got to ask a question that I-, I feel like might be an oversight, or it might be intentional on your part, Tom. I don't know. Uh, is Lifetime too much of a hardcore band to be on this list? Just a touch. You know what? I yeah, I tended to think so. Just okay. a touch. Just a touch. Okay. And and I mean, yo, it's. Like Tom Sensefield's on here, but not Farside. We could have put Farside yeah, here. That might have been an oversight. It could have been in here, but then it's like, okay, then do we do Game Face? And I'm like, no. See, I love Game Face, but I don't, I don't think, think they so necessarily either. Fit I don't in think there. so either. But where are they? Are they pop punk? They're kind of in that weird space between like respectable 
pop punk that largely is in the orbit of bad religion, but is in a more non-commercial space, you know? Right, the Doctor Strange level. Kind of. Like, you could also... Good Riddance is the more hardcore version of that. Like, Good Riddance and Game Face are always these kind of, like, parallels in my head. Um, And it's just, like, if you orbit it, it goes, like, okay, Sense Field's more squarely here. Then Farside's one step from there. And then Game Face is one step out from Farside, you know? Um, None of this would be weird to see on a show at the, like, Showcase Theater in 1998 together you know <laughs> right this is all playing the melody bar on that 100 percent. so um okay let's 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 breeze jets of brazil we're we're an easy two or three and and pk is even like hey <laughs> you don't want to give a hard out on it yeah we're gonna convert him yeah. okay you know what i think see if to, there's some speedrunner of... stuff that we can click through and then we'll that's we'll what talk, i'm saying like i think like you know what we don't need to go through fucking edsel all right so edsel exists yeah okay. that's fact um all right, so here's one of the more consistent bands on this entire list, in my personal opinion. Get Up Kids. Four Minute Mile. They have it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I feel like they have it so, like, they have such a template. Yes. That they fit this into. And if you love that template, it, it, it doesn't get any better. Too. Yeah, that's true. Like, if if you want hits, if, you, if you're looking for tracks, they have tracks. Yep. I don't like this band, but here I will give them exactly what you just said, Tom, which is if you like this, you like it straight through. You know what I mean? It is not, not a lot of skips. It's, yeah, it's not this. It, a lot of what we listen to, as we talked about, has two good songs per album, but they're sometimes they're really good songs. Get Up Kids is giving you a meaty chunk of what you want if you want this, which Patty doesn't. Uh, yo, I guess I'm an outlier here. Don't hate me. I love it. Wow. Interesting. Um, Four Minute Mile, some other stuff I like. Something to write home about. I remember checking it, like being like, oh, I like Four Minute Mile. Something to write home about. Out, just not, not just like all of a sudden it turned to water, to, to lukewarm on me. Um, but at the same time, like I'm the weirdo on that. I think there's a lot of people who are just like, this is like, there's more people who like every Get Up Kids record than someone who likes one song and sort of thinks some of the other stuff is okay. Yeah, that's true. You know what, Bob? They put out a live record mm-hmm. when they first reunited, which is like a nice, like greatest live greatest hits record. Okay. Give it a shot. I will because, because what loses me is I don't think they have the energy as much. And I, to be very honest, I remember going and seeing them in 98, 99, one of the few bands of this genre who I was into at the time and was like, right. but give eh, this live record a shot. Okay. It's, because there's like the crowd is mic'd. Okay, so there's some energy. There's some pop to it. It's so much fun. Okay. It's really so much fun. Um, and it's like a nice like cross section of like the shit you definitely love. Yeah. Some of the something to write home song songs, and even like they put out a record called The Guilt Show, right? Which I'm pretty in, sure I've never heard. Which so it's funny they put out a record called um, On a Wire. Mm-hmm. That now would be the biggest record ever. At the time, people shit all over it because it was like almost alt country oh, yeah. to some yeah, yeah. to some parts of it. So it was like they were at their biggest, but no one wanted to hear these fucking songs. So then they were like, "All right, my bad. We're gonna go back to the fucking lab." And then they came out with this guilt show record, <laughs> which sounds like four minute mile and stuff that you want. Interesting. Hear all right, we'll check. It's it's worth the while. It's worth the shot. But this is all in the early on. Yo, quick question I how th- how did how did they not catch? Because like, wasn't Lucero a thing already? 
Or was it too early for the Lucero? Not that early. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lucero really started blowing up. A few years later, right? I mean, like mid, late, late 2008 and on, probably. Like to any real kind of level. Like we'd go see them at fucking like the knitting factory. No, they were fucking giant. Yeah. But like, I mean, the Get Up Kids, I saw it like fucking Roseland with Super Chunk opening for them. I saw the Get Up Kids at Manville Elks. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but they got to a point oh, that they yeah, were yeah. like. They got super big. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I had tickets to go see them open for like fucking Weezer in Albany. <laughs> they were like, a, they were playing like arena shows, like, you know, opening for like Blake. But it was it was the Times Union Center. So it was like, mm, you know. Yeah, it might have been actually. Um, a band that I put on here, which I don't even know it fits, but it was a J Tree record that. I have to be honest, did not pay an ounce of attention at the time. He's become one of my favorite songwriters, uh, David Bazan and Pedro the Lion. Part of the scene, I think it's important. It's a yep. little bit adjacent, but why not talk about it? Very Christian at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was very, it felt inescapable in this world. Uh, very soft, like made some of these, made the Get Up Kids sound like the Cro-Mags. Um, True. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, but there are some songs in here that are incredible. Didn't get me then, didn't get me now. Interesting. Okay. Uh, this record didn't get me, but the record about the divorce is, I cannot tell you everybody how many dudes in their twenties who have, who, who had barely seen a boob were, were like sitting around crying <laughs> to the, oh, control. Divorce, the divorce record. It is, what's it called, Tom? Control. Control. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, did you say that, Bob? Is that what Bob, you said? Yeah, control. Um, He's like, I don't believe Bob. Let me. No, no, no. I, 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 I thought he was commenting on the quality of the thing. Um, <laughs> Get the, it. Uh, wrap, wrap it up here, PK. No. It, uh, so that record is it. I don't know if it ages well, but it. I mean, certainly everybody should listen to it to understand what was really in the water at the time. It. It j- just by virtue of being very self-effacing and self-aware he grabbed a lot of people because that's a it's a difficult to listen to record it's uh yeah it's pretty much him like bringing the character maybe not him through the divorce yeah like i mean the first this first song is called options yeah oh yeah you know it's like i may never divorce you but it's good to have options yeah i may never you know it's it's a I, i love I've come. Our buddy Lou really got me into his songwriting and stuff, and like his voice is really fucking cool. His lyrics are, you know, he kind of had a falling out with Jesus. Yeah, mm. divorce. So divorce will do that to a lot of dudes. Dude, dudes either get like way into Jesus, or they're out with Jesus after the divorce. But you know, it's funny. He was married until at least recently. I don't know if they broke up recently. Mm. So like that divorce record might have just been a, a like a an artistic. Well, record. let me tell you. As somebody who has done a lot of artistic works while having a girlfriend, uh, th- they don't always take it in the intended spirit. Hmm. Yeah, but this is also 2002 when he was married, or 2004, or whatever. Married, he was married until like last year. I mean, she well, he convinced he convinced her that that was an artistic work for a long time. Good for him. Maybe good for him. God bless. Um, but okay, uh, American football. Get it out. Does nothing for this, me. Out. You know what? <laughs> this is such a big record for this huge genre. Huge. This is full on like fucking um uh like a like not American maybe American this is, apparel. This is, this is killing time bright side for New York hardcore for this world. Yes. And like at the time I was like, meh. I actually oddly enough, like they put out that newer record that I checked out and I was like, I actually kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And I went back. 
I enjoy it. Okay. I, I I don't love it, but it's good. Okay. Have you seen the footage of that priest yelling in Canada? The priest yelling at the police to get out. No, but that's you. That's me. <laughs> All right. The police come so, to shut down their service because of COVID and everything, and he's he's yeah he's calling them fascists and Nazis and 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 uh, workers of the devil, and he says out, and he's got I don't know where he's fuck he's from. He's maybe Polish or some shit, but he's like out, and it's so good. That's what I'm yelling at American football. Right. That's like the the catch, like the 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 um, it's like Tom Segura when he yells bikes. It's like the stuff that's stuck in his head. Um, okay. So one for three mm-hmm. on the. Um, was gonna skip Edsel. Sorry, Edsel. Sorry, Edsel. They're fine. Um, we talked about Chamberlain. Yep. Uh, the moon, my saddle was the big record. Is it? Or fate's got a driver. I know fate's got a driver. I, I, moon, the moon, my saddle. I didn't even know. I, but I, t- hold on, Bob. In your view, fate's got a driver. Is that the record cover that you think of when you think of Chamberlain? Look again. Um. Yes, I think of the split lip thing. So everybody, yeah, there's the split lip things. What I think of, no, this fate's got a driver more, much more so than um, uh, yeah, the moon my saddle. Moon my saddle. Um, uh, does not nothing for me. I, it doesn't do as much as I'd like because I want to support this band as I feel some kinship to them doing self defense. Really? Yeah, because I felt like the split lip into uh, Chamberlain was like my Bold model move. for it was my model for yeah it was my model for end of a year into self-defense family and i i look up to this band in what in like this kind of weird like they did what they wanted at that time um i think mostly smoothly because people for years still talked about both records but i don't really know why oh. uh yo to be fair and not just dismiss it um I think this would be a record for someone, you know, like this, there's sure. both these records. There's, there's something here. It's just not for me. It's, it's v- very relaxed. Um, it lacks an urgency that I want, but there's still elements that are really pleasant. And yeah, I mean, people love it. And if I may be so bold, I feel like they're another band whose best song is on the fucking antimatter comp. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Magnetic 95th. Yep. Great song, but this that just may be from the mouth of babes of three dudes that don't totally know what the fuck is going on with Chamberlain. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, we're gonna go for three. Um, do we want to talk about No Knife or J Church? Not really. I no. it just it, so mathier than a lot of the stuff in this genre. Yeah. Like more uh, when they when music critics used to talk about angular guitars. This is closer to that than almost anything on this list. Yeah, J Church had a weird little moment where people tried to sell them. Basically, yes. From like punk to this world, the emo world, like no J Church, they're like yep, great, and it just then it didn't catch, and on re-listen didn't catch. All right, people really did push it. It was it was it no, was pushed. True. Um, a band that is 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 worthy of some contentiousness because we don't know if they fit here. Hot water music. I think ultimately they do. They do. They do because of the the. The shared fan base audience, like these, this is a band who all everybody who likes these bands likes this band. Um, but in sound, uh, they have a punk beat on a lot more of their songs than people want to admit. For sure, absolutely. And I gotta say, I don't love it. <laughs> um, oh. But but like, yo, I feel like I also have never had a beard more than like a half inch off my face. <laughs> I, I think Fuel for the Hate Game is an all time. <laughs> 
Yes, and you don't. You don't. I. You know what? I my go to is no division. Uh, no. You know what, uh, Tom? How crazy is this? A lot. Of, I think that's a lot of people's go to. Yep. I wasn't even in that scene, and I thought, eh, it's later era. <laughs> how weird is that? That's pretty funny. Yeah, I think that's their most complete record, and it's yep. um, going back to our our one of our favorite subjects produced by Walter Trevor. Yep. Um, I just feel like there's so many fucking great songs on that record. Um, and th- that's like, to me, that's like their dear you because everything else is so gruff and punk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then no division is there. Like they're most cleaned up. Like we shaved our beards. Yo, a how bit crazy? No, button, no. Button, iron the button up for this. Sorry, thing. guys. I'm not thinking of no division. I'm thinking of caution is late era. I, 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 no caution is late era. It's not as great. Yeah, okay. no division is. That's peak, when it basically. became a full. Yeah, on, no like, division is peak. No division's good. No division's their best. Their last great record. I think it's their peak, and I say it as someone who doesn't really like. Yo, Hot Water Music is in my bucket of bands I revisit to like because I literally love the album art. I want to like it. There's no like, what's there's no negative to Hot Water Music in terms of like they got no controversy. You know, like no, uh, they're down for the seems core. like a fun enough time. Yeah, like nice dudes. Yeah, it just like, just misses me. I mean, Chuck Reagan built his house from with his own bare hands. Yeah, oh, I'm, cool. I'm in on that. Like, legitimately, like not even making fun. Like, he legitimately, like, yeah, he's like that much of like a fucking Floridian dude. Uh, just uh, n- nine pressings of uh, uh, no division. Oh. oh, don't don't even get in. Go into those no idea hot water music pressings. It's outrageous. Literally crazy numbers. And that was on some. Was that one? Yeah, on that some? one was on oh some. Oh my god, doesn't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> Look at some of their no. It idea went to it went to no idea pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, oh, I'm they sure took over yeah. all the vinyl. Dude, it's insane. Very popular. Band. Yes. Um, their reunion show at Starland Ballroom. Like literally, imagine that their first, like their one reunion that it wasn't meant to be like an ongoing thing, was at the Starland Ballroom. Wait, mm. I'm I'm sorry, New Jersey. I, I'm sorry, fellas. This is so nerdy. The first pressing was some records, and 1999. Second pressing was no idea. Two thousand and seven, and in two thousand, oh, in two thousand seven, between two thousand seven and two thousand nine, there were two. There was another pressing every year for the next however many years. Yeah, they were doing their no no idea thing where it was small pressings, which was smart. <laughs> there were a lot of those on black vinyl on the original <laughs> sum pressing. It doesn't list it, but I would say that's one of those. Yeah, we pressed 5,000 on black vinyl style. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, they weren't doing like boutique shit. They no, were just putting it out there. No. And no idea. I mean, they were no idea band at heart. Yeah, for you sure. Know, like, that's they their, are the, their yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the fest doesn't exist without these. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very true. And Gar from fucking no, no idea. Um, next, I think a band that we all agree. So hot water music. What are we doing? Thumbs up One for me. three. Big thumbs up, two or three. Two or three. Big thumbs up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, I'm happy. Next coming up, I think it might be a three for three. And I don't know if they fit in here, but I think they do. Sam, I am. I think they uh, fit. They're a little more on the alt side. Post-hardcore you know, side. They're somewhere in there. They're riding the line. Um, yeah, I, I'm in. They fit nowhere and everywhere. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, the, 100% in. Clumsy is the record. Is Clumsy the record? For me. Is You Freaking Me Out also a great record in this time frame? Um, yeah. I, which one is the Clumsy might be the record of this era. Clumsy's yeah. got capsized. Um, yeah. I like I tag think, along I, I a lot. Clumsy then. Yeah. Yeah. No size that small. Low key, good later, later album song, later, later in the record song. There's some good stuff on there. 
I make I may go for Astray as my go to. Mm. That's also two thousand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Three for three. I think they were a fucking fantastic band. Three for three. No question. Um. Yeah. And if you like anything that's like melodic and screaming, if you like Pat's bands. Yeah. I mean. My, I mean, honestly, straight up, uh, Drug Church. If you like Drug Church, the dudes are uh, pillaging these riffs. And not even that, like just your vocals, like it's kind of like like it's screamed, but melodic. It's it's you know if you like that, I think you'd fucking love Sam I Am if you haven't checked them out. There you go. My, I mean, the bandmates love Sam I Am. Like traveled yeah. to the the reunions and all that. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and then lastly, Ooh. a wild card that PK put on here under the Self Defense Family Spotify account. <laughs> <laughs> Piebald when life hands you lemons. Go off, Pete. My favorite, favorite record in this entire list of records. Um, Piebald remind personal reminds me of going to Boston, uh, a thing that I did a lot uh, as a young man. Um, we should remind- make a quick thing. Albany is in New York, obviously. Mm. Uh, Boston is a literal straight line shot, essentially. Easier to get to than uh, New York City in many ways. Right, in many ways. Like like when I was in elementary oh, school, God, we didn't do... Well, no, we did. We did a fifth grade, fourth grade class trip to Boston and then like a fifth or sixth grade class trip to New York City. Um, what highway is that on? <laughs> it's on the... Mass Pike. Mass Pike. <laughs> I was trying to sing it the right way. It's so much like more. Yeah. Anyways, um, piebald. Uh, okay. Um, has so many of the hallmarks. Like if you listen to Sunny Day or if you listen to Promise Ring, that that those footprints are all over piebald. But piebald. Yeah, like if this stuff is too good for you, listen to piebald. <laughs> <laughs> piebald. Band sucks. Piebald runs it through. <laughs> a much more idiosyncratic filter. They started as a screamo band. And uh, I think that they still wear some of that because there's an irreverence to it that you don't see in any of these bands, except for the get up kids, the get up kids. I don't like their style of this as much, but they are the one thing nobody can take away from the get up kids is their, their, what they presented to the world was not serious. Like they were having fun. Piebald, same thing. Um, I think that the, re- the, the songs are, there's more to them. And I know this sounds ridiculous because they're still somewhat stupid, but I think there's more to them than a lot of these songs. And, uh, you hear a little bit more of the Boston college guy on this in a good way. I, uh, I hadn't visited piebald in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I don't think I liked them. I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I uh, found it like in a weird way. And Tom, maybe you can co-sign this or, or hear it. Either way, good or bad, there was something a little more like amateur. Yeah. About oh, this. on this record, a thousand percent. And sure. and I found it charming in the hardcore way. Like charm. Like oh, it didn't feel intentional or forced. Like oh, we're gonna. But like it felt honest. And I found a lot of personality in the vocals. Um, yeah, I liked it enough that i was like do i like piebald that that's weird okay you know uh, w- um, w- well a uh, couple songs uh, really stood out too so uh bob the the record 
after this, I think is truly, truly great. This is a good record. It's fun. There is a great record after this. And then Tom may point out that the record after that contains the one piebald you know what you know what piebald is tell me you know how when people go you know like borat has made it impossible to go my wife without going my wife yes you can't go hey piebald has made it so it's possible it's impossible for someone to go hey and because someone will always go you're part of it that's exactly what they are yeah they've they've ruined they've ruined hey so, so I think You're that era was tough on me because I do remember that song. And that was another like, that was, I think I was in California when I would hear that. It came out like 02, 03, 04, somewhere in there, maybe. Probably 02 because okay. we played with them. Okay. I, I just remember being in, that was, I was in Amoeba flipping through records and that song came on and someone did the, hey, you're part of it as they were standing next to me. And I was like. And you snapped six. No, records. I was. I was like. It was like. Yo, it was like. I was so close to being really rude. Like just like stopping, sneering, walking away. But I didn't. I just put my head down even more. But I was like, oh god. And yo, you know Pie what? Bald. I'm sorry to that piebald fan in 2003. You were just enjoying yourself. You were having a really nice time looking at records. It was a different time. And, you know, I was just more of an <laughs> asshole. So shout out Bob to you. Bob was a young man out on a spree. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He wasn't trying to hear you no, bullshit. No, it's okay. I think I found a turning point on clear, like, within a week of that. So it's cool. There you go. And, and you know, the Borat of the emo scene hey. uh, was... was, was uh, Okay, and then let's do just a quick cleanup on what emo, uh, what happened next. Uh, which is a band that we definitely missed. Uh, Jimmy Eat World came yes. and just blew this all out of the fucking water. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think attempted to bring some of these bands up with them, but it was a bit like the like what the Deftones try to do with bands, where it's like their fans just want to see them, yep. you know. But at the time, Clarity was a fucking flop. Suppose so, Tom. That's interesting because that's the narrative, but not it couldn't have been a flop in our world. Do you know what I mean? Like. It, I mean, it was a flop for being on a major label that they got dropped immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. But, but I mean, and I mean, if you ask them, they're like, you know, like their take was like, yeah, we wrote this record. We thought it was cool. It We got dropped like soon thereafter. They made Bleed American on their own dime. Yeah, it, impressive. I, but I just think that the, 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 the clarity being a, a dud, I think, is like, I'm looking at the Sam I Am discography and they've got a, a Atlantic Records uh, single split with the Melvins. <laughs> So like, it was a chaotic time. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on. So so yeah, I mean, I can't imagine this being a real like a dud no. dud because it's like a fucking classic record. Yeah. So Clarity comes out, and then Bleed American comes out. You know, two years later, yeah, two thousand one, and just explodes. Just yeah. is is the radio. It's an it becomes incredible rock. Radio, radio, yeah, and then know? and then you had. Uh, I mean, we're not going to do the whole timeline but then you had all this the east coast stuff just fucking took its own energy like the um uh like uh brand new taking back sunday yes. like that whole world thursday the, thursday my yeah. cam at the triple crown record sort yeah. of world yeah um and w- maybe we'll do that sometimes if sometime if people enjoyed this although that's probably even less our world so yes. that might that might be fun or nightmare <laughs> so who knows Probably both. I do like some of that stuff, though. I I, I like I like I think you guys that actually let's put it 
in the list of things to maybe get around to someday because I think you'd both be shocked at what I like and dislike from that period. Yeah, that's a good uh, evergreen one. Um, yeah, and I think you know what? If you go into a lot of those records with a clear, like a just like I'm listening to this record, just as a I'm pleasant experience, record, exactly, and just like hearing it, like I'm going to go out on a limb, and you know what? I think I have enough core cred that I might be able to say this. That second my chem record. It's a great rock record. See, you lost me now. But but I but if you well, listen to fucking before, Helena, yeah. I'll I'll go one I'll go one step further into that our listeners will probably understand. But I I actually take issue with me saying this. I don't I don't want to feel this way. You don't agree this? I think that there are really genuinely clever Taking Back Sunday songs. Like hmm. I Love never thought that that was the case. And then you have a girlfriend that plays it in the car enough, and you go. It's like it's like exactly how I feel about fucking another band that we could have included, although I think that their heyday came after this too. Uh actually certainly did. Um Death uh, Cab for Cutie. Saves the day. Saves the day is an interesting one because I was like, I don't think I include them, but the audience of this stuff went in for it. Um and, and there was an right. excitement they, they, there. Like, oh, you know, right. if you as long as you could overlook some of the more like glossy stuff of it, this that audience certainly liked that saves the day material. For this time era, for this era though, they were to me were akin to Lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like those first records were like hardcore records. Tom, what year is what year is the uh, Stay What You Are? That's got to be two thousand, right? It's nine, I think it's like two thousand one. No, okay. no, stay Stay What You Are, yeah, two thousand one. Um, right, and then the first record, what ninety eight? Ninety eight. Second record is either ninety nine or two thousand. It was pretty quick. But those are like fucking Lifetime, right? Like if Lifetime doesn't belong here, then they don't. Yeah, I saw them play. With, I saw them play with Endeavor, so it, it was no. definitely. Like, they were playing. They were playing hardcore shows, yeah. and they were in that you know world I mean? more than they were. You know, even when those records came out, they were playing more to the hardcore scene than this scene. It wasn't till Stay What You Are where they kind of migrate over. Um, does Death Cab? Belong I think on Death here? Cab belongs on here, and I didn't think of that. We blew it though till we talked about this. And here's the deal: plans the big, 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 big Death Cab records, 2005. So it's way later. But they're f- right. Transatlanticism is one, yeah, and they have an EP. The debut something about airplanes is 98. I don't know what that record is. Like listening to it, but that was people talked about that. Um, and this is a band who certainly, when things got big, like Death Cab for Cutie was was in the evolution of this world. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't group Death Cab for Cutie with Sensefield or Jets to Brazil or most stuff on this list. I think you'd be surprised. It might be. I mean, I mean, like the like the 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 promise rings and there stuff. Are these? See, I think Death Cab was on those emo comps. Do you guys remember the emo comps? Uh, the emo, the emo diaries? Diaries. diaries. Yes. Like, was Death Cab on one of the emo diaries? Is it? Oh, that, I wouldn't shock me. Let me see. Let's see. All right. So this is where we get interneting as hell. 12 compilations by Deep Elm between 97 and 2011. All right. Let's see the first couple. Okay. So there's this is this is so for the person who wants to dive way past where we were, um, find the Emo Diaries compilations. The first one opens with Jimmy Eat World, a bunch of bands you haven't heard, Sam I Am, Jay June, Jejun. I mean, bands that. You know, I'm not aware of. The next year has Appleseed Cast, who we could have talked about. We could have talked about, but there's no reason no. because if you said you don't like Mineral, you don't like Appleseed no. Cast. Uh, Jazz June's on there, and again, the rest of the bands are a bunch that like range from like mm, to oh, you might find some of this like really interesting. The third oh. one, oh, this is interesting. An- third one has Planes Mistaken for Stars, Penfold. Schema. Another band we got to include. 
but not because they're, they only became good after this era. Their music during this era truly sucks. Cursive. Oh, yep, yep, for sure. Game change, yeah. game changing band who was still everybody. If your band currently sucks, take a look at your band and say, "Do we suck, or are we just not there yet?" You won't. Right? Is there an ugly organ in our future? Uh, there right. are so many. This I'm going through. There were two of these comps put out in '99. Uh, the second of which includes Further Seems Forever and the Movie Life, um, who I wouldn't group Movie Life in here, but there they are. I might. Yeah, they, they, they're they just they're on, they're the, on fringe. the fringe, right? They're the lifetime This fringe. is so interesting to go through these. So so this is where compilations are interesting. This is deep cuts and like never were's or the first times. And like it keeps going and going. And as I'm getting into like, all right, I'm in 2002 right now. Um, and I'm in a whole bunch of shit I've never even heard of. And that was a Deep Elm? Deep yeah, Elm. and I'm looking at the Deep Elm catalog, and they had so many records that just the CDs littered generation. Oh, yeah. Like you, in the 99 cent oh, bin for a long time? God, this, this Cross My Heart record, sure. I've yeah. seen a hundred thousand times. <laughs> a lot of punch out on the yeah, fucking, A lot of punch the, out. On the code. Yeah. So are we doing a 2000 emo one next? Is that what that's on the list? We'll do it at some point. And we'll do like the full, like we'll, but, but to be full fair, we'll have to go we'll from like do the transition, the cursives and stuff, the stuff that we can like still be like, this is still great. I'm not embarrassed by it. We might have to talk about like the, like the Hawthorne Heights. Oh, we're going to end up at, I'm just a kid. Life is a nightmare. What the fuck is that? Wow. Simple plan. Oh, we're gonna end up there. <laughs> but no, dude, that's like straight up pop punk. No, like, yo, I think orange. that I think that we can make those lines. Like, it's not this scene, but when this stuff went big, like all of a sudden the bleed over very hazy. all the boats. Yep. It, is Fallout Boy a version of this world? Do, well, it depends. Do I have? To, they would think so. Do I have to listen to it if we say yes. <laughs> You're dude. The first advocating. record, is, dude. I'm telling you. There's the first or second Fall Out Boy record before they like exploded was clearly just hardcore kids wanting to play pop punk. Yeah. Like you, I mean, but this was like a, a joke to Tom, them. Tom, that's not a strong selling point. Fair, fair. I mean, it was for me, <laughs> but I like back then. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I've ever told the Please. story. <laughs> we played with Arma Angelus at, uh, uh, at CB's with like Poison Well, like, and we were friendly with some of the guys. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm starting. We're starting this band." And I'm like, "Oh no, shit!" And I remember me, my buddy Tim, and Joe Troman were sitting outside on the uh, outside of CB's, and he's like, "Yeah, we're starting this band. It's like it's mostly for money and girls. We're gonna call it Fall Out Boy. It's like pop punk shit." I go, "That sounds stupid." And how mm-hmm. stupid you were, Tom. You could have been in on it. Dance, dance. I live in a we're fucking falling apart yeah, to I have live in an time. apartment in Sunnyside, Queens. Dance, dance. And Joe and Truman. These are the lives you love to lead. Dance. This is the way they'd love if they knew how misery loved me. Okay. Yeah, they just made it happen, dance, and good dance. for them. But that first record is a hardcore record in pop punk clothing. Yeah. Uh, sorry to Christy. Sorry to Christy Front Drive, who we forgot as well, didn't we? Or did we? No, we mentioned. No, they we, got, we they got mentioned. About it. We're like, it was earlier. They were like. This band was big. We don't oh, care. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's sorry for not not blowing up our lukewarm take on it. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right, uh, I think we're good. Did we good cover night, everybody? Good night. Thanks, everyone. As promised, military gun. Don't pick up the phone. 
brand new song from the All Roads Lead to the Gun 12-inch EP out June 4th on Alternatives Labels. Uh, up for pre-order today. Today. So, Whoa. again, Military Gun, don't pick up the phone. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 